Hello, welcome to the Ascended Cast. This is your boy John. It's your boy Shiloh. And your boy Matt. We got our guest today, our boy. What's up? My name is Jake Ochoa. That is the name <laughs> that we have. We haven't heard in a while, but we're just talking. It feels just like yesterday that we were partying, hanging out. Yeah, dude, it's crazy how like how like long time will pass and you won't see people, and then you see people you grew up with, and it feels like no time passed. At yeah, all. dude, it's. I mean, last time I saw you guys, we were kids. Yeah, dude, now we're adults. Seriously. Like, it's. I thought we'd see a couple times in downtown though. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, <for sure>. yeah. <laughs> it's very minor. Like, yeah. like hey, what's up? What's up? What's up? Like, oh yeah, safe, safe. Yeah. Like, you know, like it's quick. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Knowing me and you, we probably were the most coherent either. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> yeah, dude, I was driving over here and like I was just thinking about it and I was like, damn, dude, like I'm kind of embarrassed to say like I can't remember the last time I had a two hour uninterrupted conversation. Like usually I'm talking to people and we're bullshitting or I'm pulling yeah. up my phone or whatever. So like I was thinking about you guys and thinking about coming over here and I was like, dude, like I'm stoked to talk to you guys right yeah. now. It's been yeah. a long time and like this is stuff that I should be doing more. Yeah. You know, I'm just so attached to like my phone or whatever I'm doing that I was like, dude, this is going to be sick. I'm excited. Yeah, yeah, it's cool you say that too because like me and Shiloh like we'll talk about this a lot and it's just like the conversations that you have on here like and like you said that how the time goes by like a lot of people won't sit down and have a 30 minute conversation let them like an hour two hour conversation yeah. and so like that's always like an impactful thing for us because this is like as much as like we're inviting people to come on here and, and share their story like for us the rewarding process of it is like reconnecting with somebody that we haven't talked to for a while and hearing what they're doing and like all this shit that they've learned yeah. are just hearing the story. So it, it's cool, dude, like that you say that coming on because that's how we feel when we have people on here and we're having these conversations. Yeah, 100%, man. Yeah, brother. So, so like I could say, just for the viewers at home, go, go, go ahead and let, let them know how, how you know us. And then, of course, you know, just, just tell us, you know, from that point, how was your life after high school, going to college and everything? Right on, dude. Dude, I've known you guys for so long that I don't know how I know you. you know, I, can't of, I can't think of the specific time that I like met, but that's how long I've known you guys for. Bro. Yeah. Uh, school. You know, school is the obvious answer. Yeah. I, we was all went to Beatty. Uh, I went to Cram yeah. starting in the fourth grade. Oh, so, well, yeah, yeah. I came to Cram late, so I probably met you at Cram. And then, uh, Who's your first middle school? Teachers? Dude, I couldn't tell you. Really? I couldn't name a majority I, of my teachers. I remember yeah. my teachers. Yeah, I couldn't. Yeah, I, couldn't yeah. I had Mrs. Up. Billings and Mr. Standards for a bit. I also had some of those weird years where like it was this teacher the first half and then a different teacher the second half. Oh. Did you go through any of those? Like they'd like switch it up? Yeah, or whatever, or, like, actually no. Yeah, they yeah. did some of those for the four and fives or the fourth and fifth years. Yeah, that's uh, crazy. I remember out of Robert they had that too. Yeah. It was I forgot who it was, but yeah, I remember yeah. they had that rover day yeah. too. They probably told us it was a switch. They're like, Miss So and So went crazy. She can't do it. Yeah. You guys are too crazy. Yeah. Dude, we can't deal with this shit anymore. Like, <laughs> we got to bring in someone new. She's like, I'm going to the secondary. Yeah. <laughs> dude, I can't do fifth anymore. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I had some different ones. Um, but yeah, dude, that's how I met most of you guys was through school. Yeah. Baby. Baby, yeah. we went through, and then um, every year after that, dude, citrus you know, Valley, Baby, man. the Citrus to. Um, to you leading the way at Citrus, you know, be, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah, man, that was, a, that was a cool time, dude. It was cool. Like, I remember when we first started Citrus, it was kind of like a weird stigma into going to a new school. Like, you know, everyone wanted to go to Rev, everyone yeah. wanted to go to RHS. Like, Citrus was like, you know, especially when it came to sports. But, uh, 
And we had some good times there, bro. We and did. especially because of the environment, that there was nothing that ever happened there before. You yeah. know, so like a lot of the shit that we started doing was, uh, we, uh, I guess there was no uh, expectations from prior years of what happens or anything. We just started rolling, bro. And, uh, yeah. It was some good times, bro. So we kind of set the foundation, man. Yeah, dude. In, in a way. They always, that's what was just everything they got, bro. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I we, felt that. We originated class. Hey, we established scandals in our in our time. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. We, <laughs> we helped that school. Like, our, I feel like we we went through a lot of growing pains in that. No, we did, that, bro. Yeah, those four years. But, <laughs> but honestly, I feel like that's what kind of made that like because I I say like not even our just our class, but like between like this that first four or five years there. Like, a lot of all those people are connected or intertwined. Like, we're really, like, a close group. Like, Most definitely. 2013, 2014, 2015, yeah. 2016, like, I feel like all those people, like, all, like, really got along tight. So, yeah, I think it's because of, like, all the bullshit. 100%, man. Like, I think about, like, I guess my life in previous years a lot. And, like, the funny thing is, like, when I think about high school version of me, if you were to bump into me and talk to me 10 years ago and talk to me today... I, you'd probably have the same conversation. You'd be like, dude, Jake's the same fucking guy. But if you were to sit down and do this with me or have like an hour-long conversation, I feel like I'm just completely a different person. Oh, man. Like the way I look at life is just so – I think I just like lack so much like uh, drive or like – you know what I mean? Like I was kind of living just in the moment in high school, which I feel like at times I should get back to in my life here. But at the same time, like uh, life was looking forward to the weekend kind of thing. Yeah. You know, like yeah. my life has changed a lot. So I think I'm kind of – the same person, but also at the same time, a completely different person. That's yeah. Really, I feel like yeah. your core the same, but your belief system surrounding certain things like that are external. Yeah. It's what you value now. It's like you change your values, right? Yeah. So it's like you got you got responsibilities. Your responsibility level has increased. Totally. You know, you've taken on new tasks. You've taken on new obligations and things like that. So it's like you don't have time for all that other shit. We had time, bro. I was just thinking about this. I was like, when I was a fucking server... And like, or like, I worked in the kitchen. Yeah. Like, I didn't have, like the responsibility I had was just to fucking make it there. Yeah. <laughs> like that was my level yeah. of responsibility. I didn't really pay bills like that. Yeah. My money was put together for my fun. Uh-huh. Like that's it. Now I'm like, <laughs> what? Like I'm not thinking of none of that right now. Like, I got fuck. I, like I gotta keep fucking food in the fridge i gotta sure. you know i gotta keep my fucking end of the rent you know like i got like i got so much other responsibilities that are just so different that i'm just like at who i am at a core is you know like you're saying like we can have this conversation and yeah know, we never even really like like you know uh um win our ways kind of deal but like uh it's just we don't we don't put our money together for shit like that like we just we we're trying to make better moves and things like that. and so i just i, I completely understand that yeah, dude, it's funny, and it's funny you say that about just money and stuff, dude, because, like, I think about, like, you know, as you get older, you start to make the most money you've ever made in your life, because that just comes with progression, and I think about it at times, I'm like, dude, I just don't have money, like, I need to make more fucking money, yeah. but I think back, too, to, like, the times we all shared together, and, bro, if you had five bucks, we were rolling that weekend, yeah. dude, all the homies yeah. had five bucks, dude, yeah. Yeah. not me and Matt, I joke around about that's that, that's all I needed, and now, I'm like, Dude, like, you so know, I'm talking about Yeah, dude. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so it's funny, dude, like, because shit was good, dude. You didn't need money, but now it's like, you know, yeah. your priorities change a little bit, I guess. You get a little older, you get more ambitious. But, yeah. That's a big thing, is uh, I think responsibility. Like, looking at just, like, you you get more ambitious, there's more things you want to do. So, like, you take on more, and you realize you're like, oh, damn, like, For sure, the more dude. I'm taking on, 
the more capacity I have to have to like do these things. And so that's usually what comes more money. 100% bro. And especially too, when people start becoming dependent on you, like I'm about to have a wife, Yeah. you know, and I want to give her the best life possible. Yeah. dude. I want her to have, you know, a good life and do the things that she wants to do. So no longer, it's no longer just about me and providing for myself. Yeah. And even too, a wife is only one person. We're not far from families, you know? Yeah. So yeah. Yeah, it's kind of crazy when people get dependent on you, you kind of, uh, hold yourself to a little bit of a higher standard then. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I feel like you got to step up your game too. Where you're just like, all right, like I got to stop, one hundred percent, fucking around and start fucking getting some shit going. Dude, that's the trick. Yeah. How do you not stop? Yeah. But make more. Yeah. <laughs> you know? How do I keep coming on podcasts and partying, dude? And Bro, keep providing me life. Dude. And that's a funny thing. That's that's, how do I figure that out, man? That's the, the magic question. It, it really is. That's the funny thing. <laughs> Me and Shadow talk about this all the time, bro. And it's just like we're our foundation for this is like this is us having fun like we want to do as much as possible but like the ultimate goal is to turn this into something that can help us not just in financially but like networking and and the connection to the establishment and so that's why just like we're doing what we have to do for responsibility so like we're doing the jobs that we have right now we're taking our responsibilities but like we're working towards something to where like we can turn this into something that can give us more freedom give us more accessibility to responsibilities uh, ensuring that everything's good so 100 that's what life's about yeah so that's why it's like you you look forward to it and like that's why like we like for us like that's why like it pushes us even more and more because like we see like this little like kind of like it's like an egg hatching yeah and it's like you kind of want to keep on nurturing get nurturing get nurturing it to help it grow more and more most definitely well you guys are on the right track i appreciate that thank you Thank you, brother. You're making me feel right. Uh, <laughs> my two cents real quick. First and foremost, man, I want to congratulate you and the Queen Kelsey, man. That's, Dang, you know, you, hey, that's been a, like a love story that, almost like, what, 15, 20 years in the making? Bro, it's a tale as old as time. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you feel me? So, so, so far, so our viewers listening, this young gentleman here and, and his soon-to-be wife, they, they've, been, they've been together since NAM. I mean, you know, our, our our first pictures of, like, of like people in relationships back in, like, high school or whatever, if not yeah. even before that, it was like... It was like those two were meant to be together. Like, 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 like you, you could just kind of see that for a lot of couples. It was like no matter where you went, no matter what, she was always happy with you. You were always happy with her. And then it kind of just tilted to now, where it's like, bam, you guys are finally tying the knot. But more so, I, I, I like to talk about your evolution that that you that you say that you became on. Um, I, I felt that clearly as well. But the one thing that God has kind of shown me through this evolution process that I was going through. And the fact that I can see the finances coming, even though I don't have it now. Yeah. But um, God has shown me to live in the present. So it, it's always about loving the journey, even mm-hmm. through the pains, because God is like, you know, when you when you go through these times of, yeah, I, I am struggling. Yeah, I wish I had 5,000 right now, but I got 500 to make do. That's just going to make us ultimately feel that that much better, that, that that makes that drive, that pain to where our kids come, all the sacrifices that we yeah. do now. That's what makes it bittersweet. That that's what makes it when I'm forty some years old smoking my backwood in Maui or something. Well, I mean, you know, yeah, I'm in talking about like I'm I'm out there overseas, you know. Yeah. We, we're yeah. praying for the yeah. beautiful people, man. But anyways, just you. out there enjoying yeah. myself. Yeah, that's what FaceTiming me, I'm real like, shallow. <laughs> that would honestly be a great time. I'm like, what's up, Jake, baby? I'm gonna be like, what's cracking? You coming out? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm gonna go like, I'll buy a flight right there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'll buy a flight for two. <laughs> Bring the little homie yeah. out. Yeah, but brother. no, I feel you, bro. Uh, that's something that I struggle with, um, you know, a lot, and something I try to remind myself is staying present. 
because I feel like, you know, especially as I get older, as I, I get my head in the clouds and I want, mm-hmm. and I want, and I want, and I want, but sometimes I need to step back and realize, you know, where we're at. That's why what you guys are doing here is so awesome. Like I'm saying, bro, you know, this is like some of the most present that I could feel in life when I'm sitting here talking to people that I grew up with, yeah. you know? Mm-hmm. Um, so that's something that I, you know, try to recognize when I do it, but uh, something I've tried to work on a lot is we're not going to get these years back, man. Yeah. So enjoy them. Yeah. Yeah, now it's hard. I was like, I was in a very similar headspace. Uh, so when I started training like my, myself, like independently, my mindset was like grind, grind, grind. Like I needed to put all my energy into that. And so for like a good like two years, like for me, it was just straight, just like, okay, no, I'm going to work. I'm going to work yeah. as much as I can, make as much money as I can, work and make as much money as I can. And just like limit what I do. And it was, like I'm happy I went through it because like it taught me a lot about just like what you have to do to kind of like get to a certain level. But also it wasn't sustainable, like what, what I was doing because mentally like my like mindset was just like I'm always just tunnel vision, tunnel vision, tunnel vision. Yeah. And it wasn't probably until I want to say sometime around last year where I was like I just need to start like enjoying the stuff I work for. Mm-hmm. Like if I'm not enjoying it, or I'm not finding any, like I'm not getting any kind of reward or gratification from it, from like going and experiencing and enjoying stuff. Like what am I really doing? Yeah. Like what am, what am I really, really doing? And um, this past year, like I've just gone to stuff and really enjoyed it. I mean, present, I, I tell this to Shiloh, like this year's EDC that I went to was like a real like light switch for me because I had so much when I enjoyed it. I was really present. Like the people we were with, were, it was just a good experience overall. And it's like, that's what I want to live for. Like I can go handle my business, do my work, but like I want to enjoy these moments, like these experiences, like with my people as much as I can. Mm-hmm. And that's where like I've kind of find like, I'm not gonna say it's a balance because I don't think, I think it's very, very hard to balance that, but like to really, really enjoy and appreciate like being in those moments with people, like going hard with them. Mm-hmm. Like that was probably one of my favorite. Like I, I'm not really a big hard summer person, yeah. but like that was one of the funner experiences. But I think it was more so because like everyone was just having a good time. Like we were on a, on a good experience. And um, it's just enjoying those things, enjoying that time. Being really, like you said, present. Being present with what we're talking about in the moment. Yeah, dude, it's crazy because it's things that people tell you about your whole life, but you have to learn for yourself. Yeah. You know, people tell you to do things you love and chase your dreams and, you know, um, find careers or things that you're passionate about and don't get caught up in the rat race, but inevitably we all do. Oh, yeah. And then you get older and you start doing it, dude, and then you catch a moment and you like, you know, you kind of step back and look around and you're like, damn, life's pretty fucking good, man. Like, you know, I'm not paying enough attention to this, dude. Like... I'm doing things like this with you guys or I catch like a lot of moments like that when I'm like surfing with friends or just with family, dude. And like, it just makes me like reevaluate sometimes how the mindset I have Monday through Friday, mm-hmm. you know, you catch yourself in that moment and you're like, damn, people have told me about this forever, but it's not until you kind of catch yourself doing it that you're like, okay, you know, I need to, you know, I need to figure out what the balance is mm-hmm. yeah. you know, between life, responsibility, career, passion, whatever it is. Mm-hmm. So. I don't get to figure it out. I think more so, like especially getting married, like you're probably gonna enjoy your honeymoon, your bachelor, uh, your bachelor party. Like, yeah, yeah, just like take those things in, man, and enjoy Definitely. them. Hundred percent, man. Yeah, like take them <laughs> in and enjoy them. Like, shoot, like that's just life experiences that you won't get back. So oh, for sure. When I, I, I have a question for you. When did um, when did you kind of realize? 
that you were stuck in the rat race, you know, because you're saying right now that, that, that currently you are kind of opening up, you are kind of mm-hmm. saying like, hey, you know, like I, I do need to enjoy yeah. my present more than ever. When, when did you kind of realize like, hey, like I'm not really present? Yeah. Yeah. I know the hard thing, bro, is like maybe rat race wasn't the right term because like I love what I do, dude. And I'm very lucky to be in a career space that I love. So there are things that I'm passionate about. So I spend so much time like, you know, pursuing whatever, but it's doing things that I love, you know? And so that's like the hard part with it is you, I'm doing things that I love and I'm trying to set up a future that I want, but at the same time, I'm trying to stay present in the moment. So it's, you know, how do you grind? How do you spend weekends getting ahead and how do you spend weekends enjoying the moment? Like that's the big, that's the hardest part is what's the balance, you know? Mm -hmm. And that's what I think I'm trying to find is that balance. And I think... I don't know when I kind of really started thinking about that. I think for so long in my life, uh, I didn't focus on the future or being ambitious. It was living in the moment, you know, going through high school and college, it was just having fun, you know, getting through school, having fun and enjoying the moment. And then when I got into my career, that's when like I started getting ambitious and I started seeing the future ahead and I was doing things that I love and I started getting engulfed in that and I was like, okay, well, I need to pull myself back a little bit, you know, to enjoy moments. But what's the, you know, that's the big question is what's the balance? Yeah. You know, well, maybe you're just, uh, maybe like kind of consider looking at it as like a season. So there's 100%. an end to it. You're not necessarily knowing exactly when, but you're in the season of ambition. Yeah. And that way you're going to just be in that mode. But until you get to a specific point is when the season changes. Yeah. So like you got to get your reps in. And you're getting your reps in, getting your reps in, and then pivotal point. Yeah. Boom. And then it'll it'll just it kind of like a, it's like a um, you're stacking your chips right now. Yeah. And then you're 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 uh, chopping wood, carrying water. Yeah. The, the basics, yeah. necessities, just Great every book. day. And it's just like boom. boom yeah. Boom. <laughs> and then yeah. when you get to that point, maybe after your wedding or whatever, you have another another pivotal moment. And it's yeah. just like those little layers, just kind of like. One by one. Yeah, 100%, man. It's, I think it's, that's a great way to put it. And it's how do I switch my mindset? You know, you're going through it, you're being ambitious, and at the same time saying, okay, I'm not going to focus on that. And then today, me and my girl are going to do this. And, you know, I'm going to enjoy this moment, not like have my head in the clouds or still yeah. back in that, you know, like yeah. thinking about whatever you could be thinking about career-wise. So mm-hmm. it's a weird balance, and I think it's one that I'll struggle with for the rest of my life, bro. I don't think there's a right answer. You there's know, not. There's not a right answer. Things will change. So uh, the, all you can do is try, man. I think, try to catch yeah. yourself in moments where you know you're slipping one way or the other. So I don't think that I'll ever have the answer for it. You have self awareness of it, and yeah. that's half the battle right there. You have self awareness. Be self aware. Yeah, that's so. a big thing. And I'll say, like, I think coming from what you're talking about, I had the same issue for a long time, and mine was more of like a guilt of like comparing myself to what other people were doing. Because like you said, like, I'm amb- like I want to be ambitious, like I want to do all this stuff. And then it's like, oh shoot, like I'm over here just kind of chilling and I see this person going and doing this. Or it's like, oh damn, like I missed out on this money or like, oh, I missed out on this client because totally. I, like, I was on vacation or I was, uh, I was uh, doing something like with my family. Yeah. And I'm just like, damn, like how, how do I do it? And for a long time, like especially when like you're first starting out training and you're just like hey like i need to, i need to get any clients as possible like i need to make sure i have a full like appointment book set and so for a long time like i was always very very like anxious about like okay i need to make sure that i'm reaching out to people that every day i'm reaching out i'm doing this i'm doing that 
and it became like a it became a chore. Yeah. So like how you said like you found something that was uh, like you love like you enjoyed doing like I loved enjoying doing that, but like I was turning into something that was like more of a chore than something that unless I was enjoying doing. Yeah, yeah, dude, it's so weird, and it's things that like people never teach you about growing up. Yeah, you know? especially when mm. you're talking about like uh, being ambitious or. There's so many things that are so relevant in our lives and like what we're talking about right now, building a future, like a financial future. Nobody teaches you about money or yeah. anything like that. Dude, people tell you to make money. They don't tell you to do what to do with it when yeah. you get it. Yeah. You know, yeah. there's so many different things that And we're just exposed to how like right. our parents our yeah. parents handle money and like yeah. you kind of get that influence. And so like, you know, I know I've taken on certain uh, uh, aspects of my mom's like how she how she does handles money and I've had to I've had to like uh, um, not identify with that anymore and be like, okay, I got to value money a different way Yeah, because it, it like, it doesn't work that way. Mm -hmm. So it's like what we're exposed to. Yeah. Dude. Well, like, no one teaches you. Everyone tells you, they yeah. tell you enjoy life. They tell you chase your dreams. They don't teach you how to do that. Yeah. They tell you to make money. They tell you to save money. They don't tell you what to do or teach you what to do with money. Yeah. So those are all things that you have to figure out on, yeah. your, on your own as you get older. Mm -hmm. And the crazy thing is, that shit ain't nothing new, dude. People have been doing this for hundreds of years. Yeah. We still haven't figured out how to teach yeah. each other, dude. We're still like all figuring it out as we go. And people will tell you, tell you, tell you, but no one teaches you. Mm -hmm. And so I guess that's what I'm trying to figure out right now, man. I think we all are. <laughs> I think we all are. <laughs> yeah, I feel you on that. Yeah, I, I've, I felt that. And, and and I feel like that's that's such a big thing that I feel like we will have to be the breakers of that in regards to teaching the next generation of, of course we're going to have our kids but maybe even on a broader spectrum like i said teaching the next generation etc how to save your money yeah because because you can make all the money in the world you, you can make a thousand dollars but if you spend 900 of that <laughs> 950 in yeah. a week like i say well, what, what's the point of that? you still you know no, it's budgeting <laughs> honestly it's budgeting for me yeah that was i've always, always been the hard thing of budgeting yeah yeah, yeah. Yeah, but because that's that's been my, my biggest thing so since, of course, you know, God has blessed me, you know, with helping, you know, to take taking over this house, you know, taking care of my grandmother, a, a lot of responsibilities that, that fell on my lap at 25 years old that yeah. I went from party boy, you know, turning up here to now it's like house utilities responsibilities a whole nother person that has to get fed because, you know, she doesn't work. My, my grandmother's from Thailand. She has a whole lot of. Um, special qualities about her that I have to take care of. Um, <laughs> but ultimately, you know, that's one of the biggest things that that I had to learn through trial and error that I'm uh, continuously learning is is financial maturity. One hundred percent. We're maturing in in every other way, but financial maturity is one that everybody puts on the back burner. Yeah. Everybody's like, oh yeah, I'm, I'm mature every other way. Well, how, how's your financials really looking? Yeah. It's and it's interesting because like. I think there's like levels because mm -hmm. like if you asked me this three years ago, I'm like, yeah, I think I have it figured out. I had a financial advisor. Like I was making good money. Like I'm, yeah. I, was, I was budgeting fine. Two years later, it's just like I'm back at the drawing board trying to figure out like, okay, like what do I need to do to make – to get to this level of income? And it's just like – it's a – it's a, like an evolving thing, I want to say. Like as you get older, yeah. the more responsibilities you get, the more like life throws at you. Like, it's just, like, an evolving thing. And so, like, I think it's cool, like, having conversations like this because I don't know. I'm not going to say most people aren't comfortable. Most yeah. people don't want to share this type of conversations 
because then it's just like, oh, well, like you can't figure this shit out, or you don't know. It's like, no, like, these are good conversations to have because then it kind of gets the brain working of like, okay, no, like what can we do to figure this out? What is the solution? Yeah, it's weird how money is a little taboo, right? Yeah. People don't talk about it. Um, dude, the crazy thing is I've learned more about, uh, you know, money, investing, just how the financial system works from Instagram than mm-hmm. I had from any school. Really? Yeah, bro. I, we live in an information era that you can learn anything you want and you have access to anything at the tip of your fingers, bro. And it's as simple as looking things up and dude, there, there's an influencer for everything in the world out there. I follow so many finance people on Instagram, yeah. so many you know, financial advisors, investors who just talk about money in general and those are things that I consume every day. Yeah. Dude, you don't want to see my screen time. That shit's up there. <laughs> but if it's going to be up there, I might as well be learning, dude. Yeah. You know, like I have this little method, like I call it uh, algorithm hacking. So if there's anything that I want to learn about in the world, let's say, you know, it's money, hot topics, artificial intelligence, let's say fitness, no matter what it is, our phones are so tailored to us and they're going to try and give us content that we're interested in. Yeah. So whatever you want to learn about, all you have to do is pull up Instagram, go in the search bar and look it up. Mm-hmm. Look at a couple posts, like a couple posts, follow one or two people. And before you know it, yeah. your algorithm is going to be showing you a lot of shit about that topic, dude. And it's crazy because now when I'm spending time on my phone instead of you know seeing whatever bullshit, dude, you're consuming information about things that you want to learn about. And it's as simple as that, bro. And you don't even realize you're just scrolling and then you see whatever dude talking about fitness or whatever Mm -hmm. dude talking about dieting or talking about finance. And Mm -hmm. dude, I'm consuming information just sitting there not even thinking about it. Bro, what did you guys get into my heart yesterday while I was was doing my thing? Like when we were about to go into the... the hotel. Oh yeah. Yeah, like I just, I literally just have my phone posted up while I'm just like getting everything situated, just listening to shit, and it's like literally just it's on twenty, not twenty four seven, but like all the time, just like all my subjects. Like, oh, if I'm not really feeling like listening to this subject right now, I have another one to listen to, and it's like I got like three or four different things that I have to go to, like podcasts, like Spotify. YouTube, yeah, but all these things and YouTube University, bro. Yep, YouTube University. Oh, dude, you learned so much, and you know, it's it's partially my fault that I learned more from Instagram at school, and that's because I didn't give school the time. I should have paid attention more. But in the format that I receive it in, dude, I'm not sitting at a desk. I'm not taking a test. I'm just learning, dude. You don't even realize it. Like, and people present content in such a cool way. Yeah. Like you're watching all these little crazy videos with gifts popping up and you're like, oh shit, that's how that works. I didn't know that, yeah. you know? Mm-hmm. And uh, after doing it for a few months, years, dude, you're just learning a lot of shit. Yeah. It's pretty mm-hmm. cool. And yeah, like you said too, YouTube is it's crazy. I've taken a lot of online courses on uh, even just different websites that exist out there mm-hmm. and uh, relearning stuff that they taught us in school, dude. Yeah. But uh, I guess I'm just at a different place in my life. All that information exists, yeah. and uh, now I'm uh, more interested in learning. You know, yeah, that's good. So. That's like that's a big like um, evolution for you. Yeah, dude. School is very interesting because school teaches you so much good stuff, dude. There's so many topics there. I think where I had issues in school was I wasn't at the point in my life where I was ready to learn it. You know, so uh, they were they were ready to teach me all sorts of things. Now I don't know if it was the format of it. Well, sometimes our, our school systems ask. Yeah, like, our, like no, like how we set up our yeah. school systems uh-huh. is not really the best way to be geared towards everybody. One hundred percent. And um, if you look into like the history of it, it's almost like it's the same concept of like how they would um, 
uh, uh, be with slaves. It's teaching you uh, what to think and not how to think. Mm-hmm. You know, and then you got to look at like how the schools are set up, the colors of it, and like the, you're on schedule. You're this and that. It's like you're basically just being put into like people don't learn that way. So some people do, but mo- the majority of the population doesn't. Yeah. And if you, I feel like if you, in, in my in my um, observation, is that like the people that got like the four point twos and fives and shit like that, and they're heavy into like the fucking universities and shit, like. They're completely different than how we are. Like, I don't know, what, you, what were you getting, like 4 point something? Oh, dude, um, I think I graduated at the 3.4. But, like, they, they don't necessarily, I don't know if this yeah. is, like, the right thing to say, but I don't feel like a lot of those people necessarily think for themselves. They just rely on others to go about life, and we're over here a little bit more independent thinking because yeah. we're trying to learn how to think. Mm-hmm. Yeah, life mm. is so much more dynamic, dude. Yeah. I think where I probably struggled with school was I was there to pass – to get a good grade to get into college, not there to learn. Yeah. You know, that was the wrong mentality yeah. that I had. And I'll not take good, that on yeah. myself. I'll say that was my fault. Because now, dude, I've retaken classes just for fun. Because I like learning, dude. So it's so crazy to me. I'm like, damn, like, why didn't I have this mentality or mindset back when they were trying to teach it to me? Yeah. And I think it was just the environment and where I was at in my life that uh, I wasn't ready, you know? But uh, I love learning, bro. You know, mm-hmm. school, it's crazy to think that, you know, I went through years of school and uh, the goal was to learn to pass to get on to the next level. Yeah. Not to learn to retain. So, yeah, mm-hmm. it's, it's, I guess it's really interesting, you know, if you think about, like, how much time we've spent doing those things, you know, our whole lives. And I just think back, like, I feel like I've personally wasted a lot of that time. But, mm-hmm. you know, mm. Maybe know. a lot of it wasn't the shit that you needed. Yeah, that's a good point, bro. Like, yeah. Maybe you just weren't meant to, you didn't need to retain that shit. Yeah, like you said. Because if you would have retained it, you would have been thinking different. Yeah, like you said too, dude, uh, life is so much more dynamic than a test. Yeah. yeah. When I'm at work, nobody puts me in a room with access to no information with a piece of paper in front of me and says, solve this problem. Yeah. Dude, they say use whatever resources you can to fix this. Yeah. Go online, dude. Talk to people. Do anything you can. You still got to solve the problem, mm. but utilize every single resource that you have. Yeah. So that I think that's like a little bit of the different, you know, where school's about tests. You sit there and you figure you don't have anything. You have a pencil. You memorize shit. Up, yeah. Uh, well, I heard, it was an interesting quote I heard a couple of years ago. It might have been on a podcast, but I've heard it frequently. And a lot of times people say is like school, college – it's a great test to see at your ability to follow directions. Can you do as you're told and follow and complete the task as you're told? And that's why jobs look for that degree because if you can complete a four-year degree, that basically says, hey, you were able to stick out something for four years, yeah. follow the directions, do everything at an acceptable level, you're going to be a good employee because if we tell you what to do and how, how to do it, you're yeah. going to be able to follow those directions. Yeah, no, it's, it's yeah. true. That's definitely true, you know. So, yeah, it's, uh, you're able to follow directions and, uh, tests aren't easy, bro. I think, <laughs> you know, no, like, you're I, able to complete our tasks, so. And that, maybe that's why, like, the school system, that's why I looked at, too, is, like, there were some teachers there that were out-of-the-box thinkers that made you think about stuff, and those yeah. are the classes I enjoyed. Uh-huh. But a lot of it was just, like, how you said, like, a lot of test-taking, a lot of, um, read it, study it, know it, and then go, and then, and, that, and that's it. Yeah, you pat you 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 remember that stuff for that moment because there's a test on it, but afterwards there's nothing applicable about it that's gonna that you're gonna use it for. Yeah. So I feel like uh, our school system doesn't focus a lot on problem solving and critical thinking. Of us, okay, instead of thinking of 
hey, this is what it is, but why is it this way? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Why is it, why is this a problem, or why is why why do we need to find a solution for this? And I always give credit to Promo because that class I have nothing, I, like I had no ambition to be in criminal justice or any kind of like law enforcement yeah but he made you think about stuff and it was about like life situations that's awesome bro and so like that class like that was a, like a, a building a wow. pillar for me going into college and being able to like take some of the classes i took with when it came to critical thinking and it came to comprehension and understanding like no like you can't just look at it at a book level and be like okay well this is it like no like they want to know why like they want you to think for yourself yeah and I used to hate that. Yeah, <laughs> I used to hate that. Yeah, yeah. No, like and like I thought so. Like that's why like a lot. I think in our school system, a lot, a lot of it is just like how you said, like read this information, absorb it, take the test. But like, why are we taking the test? Yeah. Why are we, why why do we need to remember this or why do we need to do that? I mean, I don't think like we got a lot of that in our school. Yeah, and life is kind of representative of that in other ways too, man. I think it's just how we structure things as people, like. Something else that's like that that I think is so dumb that they, you know, conduct a lot of things this way is interviews. You'll go to an interview, I'll pull up to an interview, and I'll sit here with you guys like this, and they'll ask me questions. But they don't let you bring in notes. They don't let you write things down. They don't let you have, you know, resources at hand. Dude, if I were to be interviewing people, I'd give them a laptop. Why not? Let's see what you can do, dude. I'll ask you any questions, and let's see how you work. How do you utilize resources, and what Mm -hmm. answers can you come up with? Yeah. Because everything that I do in the workplace, that's how I do it. They don't ever sit me down with a pencil, dude, and say, solve this problem. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Like, so there's so much of life that's structured in that, you know, test format. Yeah. But that's not representative of anything that we actually do, bro. No. How resourceful you are will be, you know, a huge testament to how successful you are. Yeah. And you're, uh, you're savvy with the AI, too. That's going to that's gonna change everything. Oh, bro. We are currently living through one of the biggest technological changes in human history yeah we just don't realize it because yeah. we're living it you know when people started living through computers and iphones they were just like what's this email machine gonna do like i sent emails nobody thought that tiktok and influencers yeah. were gonna be dancing around ai yeah. will change everything bro yeah. it is one of the most um impactful tools i've ever interacted with in the workplace it's absolutely crazy yeah absolutely crazy i mean but just like everything though it's like that it's gonna be it's gonna be there's going to be so many positives, but there's also going to be a lot of like scary things that can be utilized in that aspect too. So it's like, I, 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 um, I'm excited to speak with you because I, I want to get more, I want to gain more knowledge on AI because I haven't done yeah. my due diligence of looking into it as much. Agreed. My boss though, that motherfucker's all about it too. Yeah. And he's like, like, like I, I understand like concepts and things like that. I actually went to, um, uh, um, an AI like alien convention <laughs> nice. um, uh, called uh, Contact in the Desert. Okay. It was fucking dope, dude. But it was like straight two hour, two and a half hour seminars. And it's like the fucking top people in the world that are all into the AI. Yeah. They even had like one where you could go speak with the chat GPT or GTP yeah. um, that they had there and like, like ask, and like it was pretty cool. It was really interactive, but it was like real long, real drawn out. And, I was like, this is so fucking much, bro. Yeah. Dude, that's so fucking much. Dude, technical people struggle so much with exactly what you're talking about and explaining what the fuck is going on. Yeah. Yeah. And here's the thing. Normal people don't fucking care about neural networks or yeah. large language models or big terms, dude. You want to know what does this do and how can I leverage it? Yeah. 
Yeah. You don't need to know what's happening on the back end, dude. Yeah. That's, and that's representative of a lot of things that happens in technology. AI especially. AI is nothing new, dude. It's been around for a long time and a lot of people have used it in a lot of different capacities. But the reason why it's so um, such a hot topic today is because ChatGPT introduced artificial intelligence in a way that was user-friendly and the average person could utilize. Yeah. Prior to that, you had to know how to code or you just saw numbers on a screen. You didn't get it. Like, you know, I don't know what this is doing. But when I can put an input and get an output that's directly tailored to me, that's when people are like, oh, shit. And you know, this is crazy. specific with it. Yeah. So and you guys, have you all played with ChatGPT? Yeah. No. Do it, bro. It's yeah. crazy. It's absolutely mind-blowing. So it can be used in, you know, pretty much any capacity that you want. Some popular ones being fitness. Yeah. I can go on ChatGPT and say, hey, I'm a 27-year-old, 175-year-old man. I'm looking to use, lose five pounds and gain five pounds of muscle. Write me a specific meal plan for every day of the week. Seconds. It'll mm -hmm. do it. And then I can say, you know, I actually don't like bananas. Can you replace those with strawberries? And it'll do okay. it. Or, oh, you know, I'm not really into Mexican food. Can you uh, incorporate more salads? Seconds. It'll do all of it. So that's where a lot of people interact with it, dude. Yeah. But one of, when I say it's one of the most impactful tools I've ever interacted with in the workplace is I write code a lot. So I do a lot of programming. AI accelerates in programming like no other, bro. It's absolutely crazy. Really? So I'm a very junior programmer. You know, like I, like to give people reference, like I'd say, like if you think about coding like baseball, like I'm a high school coder, bro. I'm not in the MLB. Yeah. There's some crazy fools out there. I, yeah. I'm not getting a scholarship or anything, bro, but I, I might be first string yeah. left fielder. Or something, <laughs> you know, like I'm not that good, but like I know what's up, you know, yeah. like I'm playing yeah. the game. Um, so, you know, I'm a pretty basic programmer. And so I work for Edison, the utility company, mm -hmm. and I work in work management groups. So if you think about the grid and when you're driving around and all the equipment that exists, millions and millions of pieces of equipment, all of that is stored and tracked within databases. Mm -hmm. And we do a lot of work planning and um, a lot of work management. So we're, you know, figuring out what we're going to change, when we're going to change. And the way we figure that out is we pull information from databases and we manipulate that in a variety of ways to, you know, make decisions. Then we'll push that. So we'll say, you know, here's uh, how many circuit breakers that we have at this substation. We'll send that to a certain crew. They'll have an advisor that will make a decision on how they're either going to maintain, repair, or inspect all that equipment. So, but all of it happens, you know, on the back end. We're pulling a lot of those numbers, a lot of financial information. Um, so like that's like pretty much like what I do like on a daily basis. And you know, I'm a very junior programmer, like I said. ChatGPT, ChatGPT has uh, given me the ability, bro, and it's taken my skills and 10x my ability to program, bro. And it's Dang. as simple as saying, hey, I wanna, you know, write a program using Python that evaluates this data set and builds this visual. And it'll spit the code out in seconds, dude. Really? Yep, dude, you'll take that, you'll paste it in. You'll tailor a couple things and then boom, in a couple seconds, things that would have taken me a day to write or figure out, things I probably couldn't even have figured out. With yeah. programming, there's a lot of um, situations, scenarios where you're just reading forms. Like I can't figure out how to do something, so I'm on Google just trying to figure out how do I do this, how do I do that, blah, blah, blah. Dude, ChatGPT gives me the answer in seconds. I don't have to read for an hour. Have you came across any faults in it though? Like where it's like kind of fucked up here and there? Uh, dude, so the crazy thing is, yeah, it messes up. You know, it's not perfect. Yeah. But where it accelerates a lot is in programming, you get a lot of bugs or errors. Dude, it air handles perfectly, bro. You put errors in the chat GPT, 
And the crazy thing, dude, like I'll be writing programs, I'll be like, hey, I got this error. It'll apologize. It'll be like, oh, sorry about that. Here's the right answer. Here's how you fix that, dude. It'll give yeah. me the answer, dude. Just paste that. Yeah, dude, you got to be nice to AI. You got to be nice to AI because it might take over the world someday. Yeah. So, yeah. Isn't the thing about the AI database is literally everything that we've put out ever is collected. Pretty much. So if we put out negative, 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 like you're a fucking bitch, you're this and that, you're this and that. It's not receiving the love that it could re- reciprocate. Yeah, yeah. It, when it becomes to that point, so it's like we gotta shuttle love into it because it will be like be a like a trinity. Like we're gonna come in contact with it just where it's gonna be interacting with us like day to day to day to day. Totally, bro. So, that's that's a great transition to like I guess what I think you guys are like kind of asking in like the AI topic. Um, so ChatGPT is built by a company called OpenAI, and OpenAI is the harbor, and they train that model based to their discretion. So you can't ask ChatGPT how to build a bomb. It'll yeah. tell you, I, sorry, I can't do that. But that's not because it doesn't have the ability to. Yeah. It's because this company has decided that they don't want to give you that answer. Yeah. But that doesn't mean that technology doesn't exist and that someone else in the world can't build yeah, for sure. an artificial intelligence tool that will tell yeah. you how to do that do stuff. That. So the technology exists, but that's the big question is when you think about it from like a policy perspective, like from a government regulation perspective, what are the laws going to be around those things? Mm-hmm. Because when you think about AI and you say, okay, there's always bad guys, there's always bad actors. So let's say a bad actor builds, you know, a large language model and asks it something like, Hey, I want to implement a um, cybersecurity attack on the electrical grid that cuts out all the lights in Southern California. How do I do it? Yeah. And it'd be able to give you that answer. Yeah. And that's where the yeah. AI gets scary. Yeah. Is, but when you think about things like that, if they have that ability, so do the good guys, quote yeah, unquote good exactly. guys. There's, yeah. There's so defense. Pro- there's polarity. There's it's defense, like, right? You have to be willing, as a utility, we probably have to be answering, asking that question. So then when you get the answer, you can figure out, okay, how do you, or you ask, okay, now take all of these, you know, so-called attack methods and find solutions for them. But um, just being able to find those answers in a matter of seconds, bro, it's going to completely change our world. Yeah. Or, you know, like uh, getting a little bit further out there from a medical perspective saying, you know, how do I, you know, manufacture a virus that will spread at an unprecedented rate? Mm-hmm. And AI giving you the answer from a biological perspective of how to, you know, put things like that together. But then the concavity can also find a cure for it. Yeah. Yeah. But that's why AI is yeah. scary too, you know, dude, because yeah. it has the ability to do those there's things. So much power to it. Yeah. There's the, so the big power. leverage. Yeah. There's so much power for like so many amazing cures to all of the things that exist in the world. And there's also so much opportunity to do some bad shit. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So what's even interesting to me is like, this is like an advancement of technology. Like with the artificial intelligence. Yeah. How does that artificial intelligence play into the advancement of even more technology? Because I'm thinking like, am I, I'm thinking a big picture like, okay, can this AI figure out how to more efficiently travel in space? 100%. So well, have you heard of Dr. Greer? No. He, Dr. Greer is the, the guy you want to look into for all the, the hidden technology. Well, I'm not, like, I'm not looking at like, a, a hidden technology. All the technology yeah. that we haven't like put out there that's going to yeah. come to light in advancements. And like how this AI will interact, Dr. Greer is the okay. guy. Yeah. He's like he's like uh, the head of the um, this this organization that is uh, involved with the like the black deep state of like um, aliens and, and like budgets like like 
like multi-billion dollar budgets that people are doing like underground. Like he's 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 like the face of that. Okay. So Dr. Hidden Technologies okay. that are going to come about like soon. Yeah. So is that with AI or is that just in general? Well, AI, like AI is going to be involved with it. Yeah, because I'm looking at it from the perspective of like how will AI advance technology. Like yes. if we have this, like you, you said, like how that tool is taking you a day, it took you minutes. Yeah. It's like okay, well now that we have this technology available, like how many of the problems that we're trying to figure out, how many solutions we're trying to figure out because of this new technology, it's going to expedite that process. Mm. Totally, bro. Yeah. Hugh, um, I think the best way to say it is humans who leverage AI will advance processes. And just to give you an example of that, there's, uh, you know, I guess to sum this up and try to not make it as technical as possible. There's this, uh, you know, function that I've all wanted to carry out at work. So we have, you know, multiple clouds that we store and harbor information in. And a lot of times people want this information in this cloud setting so they can access it for whatever preference. Um, and transferring that information has been something that I've struggled with, you know, doing it programmatically. You can always drag things over, but that's boring, bro, and it takes a long time, and it's mundane. So yeah. programmatically, transferring information between cloud providers is something that I've always struggled with, and I just never know how to do it. Dude, when ChatGPT came out, I asked him to give me the answer in seconds. Said, this is how you do it. Write this function, put it into your SaaS program, and as long as you have a data set that's under this capacity, it'll work perfectly. Oh, wow. Plug it in, yeah. and it did. Crazy, bro. Yeah. And that's something I'd read forums on forever. So the... I guess the main point is when people want to solve a problem, they sit down and they figure out how to solve a problem. Is that going to take away from people that are like experts in solving problems? Like, yeah, I would take like, a lot of jobs. Yeah, yeah like pretty much like, oh, like, I don't got to go pay this guy fucking how much to like learn this or get this problem solved. Like, this is tell me how to do it. Yeah, and, 100%. Dude, the biggest jobs at risk with AI are uh, like programmers designers, um, graphic designers, things, programming is just, dude, they're very strict rules in programming. And AI is perfect as that. Blue collar jobs aren't as at risk with AI jobs because AI doesn't know how to change a poll. You know, yeah. it runs on a screen, dude. It's yeah. people who work behind screens that jobs are at the most at risk with AI. But at the same time, I don't think of it as AI is gonna take over every job. It'll just evolve yeah. the way that we do things. Yeah. Like, at one point, my job didn't exist. Computers changed everything, and my job got created. Yeah. So prior to me, there were file systems, you know, and they'd write things down, and they'd store them in files, and, oh, how many polls do we have to change out? Well, someone would walk over, pull the file, and they'd count all the things. But when the computer got invented, all those jobs got wiped out. We didn't need administrative work like that anymore because it was all stored within a database. And when information got stored in databases, you needed people to interact with those databases. Mm -hmm. And then data analysts became one of the big shots in the world. Data uh, scientists, data yeah. engineers. I and see. that's how I assume AI will work as well. Yeah. I like that. So I never thought about it. Like it'll that. change things. Mm -hmm. You know, a lot of jobs will get lost and a lot of jobs will get created. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, we were just talking about this. It's funny, like, we're having this conversation because I was talking to some of the old coworkers at my gym. And I was talking about AI because at my gym I'm at right now, they've been talking a lot about it. Yeah. And even as a trainer, it's going to change the industry about how of how you do because a lot of these trainers are just lifestyle trainers or just like they're just they're your everyday personal trainer like there's no specific niche but they just train people 
Well, now with AI, like how you said, like you can go and type AI and get a, a plan, a program, a meal plan, nutrition, and it'll do all, the, all that for you. So they're taking out the middleman. So it's like, why am I going to pay a trainer when I can have this AI do it for me? Yeah, and it's not, they're still not getting that no, one-on-one I'm, I'm, Let me finish. Yeah, yeah. Let, let, let me finish before I, uh, yeah, I was going to go into that. So but what we were saying, though, is like there's going to be specific niches that are going to be able to play into that. So like you're not going to be able to go and train to be a Navy SEAL or you're not going to be able to train to be a strongman or to do a powerlifting competition through AI. So there's still going to be niches, but how you said it, like, as a trainer, we can leverage AI and make ourselves more efficient, make ourselves more accessible in that field. So it's not going to kill our industry. It's just going to change and evolve it. 100%. Yeah. AI will not replace people. Yeah. People who leverage AI will replace people. Yeah. So John is a personal trainer. Now, there might be, you know, 10 personal trainers out there. And John has the capacity to manage, let's say, five clients. Well, now if he's leveraging AI, he can take all of those clients. And now that all those people can come to one trainer. And he, instead of five clients, he can easily manage 20. Because AI is writing those, AI is writing those plans and then they're yeah. coming to him for the niche or the yeah. personal or the human interaction. So people uh, who leverage okay. AI will replace okay. people. Okay. And that, that was I'm conference. I was having, that's the conference. I was having. <laughs> I'm saying that. Okay, I'm about, I'm about to take some more yeah. clients. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Do it, bro. Yeah. You got to adapt. Life's yeah. about adaptability. Those who adapt will succeed. I wonder how it individualize it towards those people, though, because everyone's different. The Pacific niches. Like, right. if you have your niche. No, what I'm saying is, if you have 20 people that come to you, and it's the AI developing the planning or like developing something, then like it's not necessarily like talking to them, getting their information and things like that. So it's like, there's gonna, it has to be very, very tailored and specific, like to, it's an individual. Right. So it's like, I can't, like a cookie cutter program won't be the same for me, you or John. Right. We all are prone to different injuries. We're all prone, to, we all have different experience levels. So that's where I'm like, I'm getting to like the indiv- indiv- individuals. Like, yeah. I, I, I know it's possible. No. I'm just wondering like, leveraging it, you're gonna, you're going to take away from something in that aspect. Like yeah. you're going to take away something from that. It's like how, like, uh, I'm trying to find out where the leverage, like where, where you draw the line in, in, um, in being personal. With well, the way I explained it yesterday to personal training is because you know? yeah. like, this is the conversation that came up is like, Oh, well, like, do they make good programs? I'm like they do make good programs, but like as an expert, as a trainer, you definitely want to look at it and make sure that, Hey, what I'm giving them, is it going to work for what I put in? Because you're going to put in what their needs are. Like, you're not just going to be like, hey, I have a 27-year-old who needs a workout program. Like, if they're diabetic, uh, hey, this is 27-year-old diabetic, so they can't have this, or they can't they can't have that. Or if they have an existing shoulder, uh, shoulder injury, hey, they have a shoulder injury, so they probably can't do this. Mm-hmm. Like how he said earlier, like, they are going to be receptive to it, but I feel like that's where, like, that personability comes in. Like, are you just having to do all the work for you? Are you overlooking it and looking at it and making sure, hey, this is what this is what, what they need? Yeah. And I think it's more so like the efficiency of like instead of spending a whole day doing someone's program, you can have the AI do it for you. Look at it for however long you need to look at it. Cool, I just did that in an hour. Now I can go with my next client and do and do that that program for them. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. AI is very good at personalizing information. Just to give you an example, I had some blood work done not too long ago, and uh, just general blood work. Doctor calls me after. Hey, everything's all good, dude. Cool. Hang up. It's usually how my blood work goes. Yeah. You know? So after that conversation, I was like, you know, I have these, like, I see all these numbers. I have no idea how to read the blood work. I was like, I'm going to plug this into ChatGPT and see what it says. So I put all of my results into ChatGPT 
Dude, it explained to me so perfectly. I've never understood anything about my medical records more comprehensively than ChatGPT explained it to me in seconds, dude. Yeah. This is what this tests for. This is where you track in, you know, in comparison to the averages. You're tracking perfectly or you're a little bit low. This is what this tests for. This is what that tests for. Boom. And I knew everything that they were going through. It was absolutely crazy, bro. And that's how fitness would work, too. So you'd say, you know, I'm looking to bulk or I'm looking to, you know, AI is as good as you prompt it to be. Mm-hmm. So the more you give it, the more it will give you. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So, you know, I, I imagine a world in the future where John is the personal trainer who now manages multiple clients. He has his own personal, like, version of an AI model yeah. that he can put his own constraints into and say, hey, you know, this is what we're focusing on, blah, blah, blah. And then a client can interact with that AI and say, hey, this, this, is that. Or they can call John. So, you know, for simple questions, they can ask AI questions that's personally trained to John's, uh, you know, training yeah. type, yeah. or it can be as open-ended as you want it to be. So, yeah. And that's like leveraging it is like, and that's what I was, like, that's what I was telling yesterday. Yeah. Like if, you can, if you can find a way to leverage it and work with it, you're going to be fine. Yeah, there's also a lot of unmet demand, I think. So, like you say, like, uh, or I say, like, uh, graphic designers are one of the biggest at-risk professions when it comes to artificial intelligence. And that's because AI not only can produce, uh, you know, sentences or text format, it can make images. You can tell it, you know, hey, like, I want to see a dog on a skateboard, and it'll make it for you in seconds. Or there are other models that are more, I guess, involved than that. Mm-hmm. So that automatically, like, you think, okay, well, like, let's just use Disney as an example. Well, think about how much time all of these people spend developing these cartoons. Could that wipe out a lot of those jobs? And, you know, the answer is yes, but I guess the point that I was trying to make about unmet demand is when I think about some of my favorite series or favorite, um, let's say, shows by Disney, let's use Star Wars for one. I'm a big Star Wars fan. So I love all the shows that come out. Like I love Mandalorian. I love Boba Fett. All of the side shows that they're making about this series that, you know, pertain to the original Star Wars show. Now, they're only producing at the rate in which they can because they only have so much, you know, screenwriters, people who all the work that goes into these shows. Animation. Yeah. So maybe instead of replacing all of their jobs, AI gives them the ability to produce so much faster. So now they're making shows about every Star Wars character and, you know, instead of 10 people being able to make one show, those 10 people can make five shows and they can put them out faster. And that's things that I would watch. So I think that's unmet demand, you know, because I'm ready to watch the next Star Wars show that comes out. Disney Plus just hasn't dropped it. Mm-hmm. Ah. So, you know, people will watch more if you give them more. Yeah, that, I look at it as like, <laughs> I, I, how I look at AI is like, it's like you can leverage efficiency. Uh-huh. So like if you're someone that has like a hard time like scheduling or you have a hard time managing time, like I feel like AI is going to be a very useful tool because let's say we have 24 hours in a day for eight hours that day I'm working and I have to go home and write three programs. Yeah. And that takes me three to four hours depending on, on the complexity of it. Well, now like if I have this AI tool that can do that while I'm working and then when I come home, the plan's already done. Yeah. And then I have to just look at them and see, hey, just check out with what I wanted. Just check out what I wanted. If it doesn't, make those adjustments. Cool. Instead of spending three hours when I get home, I miss maybe an hour doing that. Totally, bro. Yeah. Yeah. There's so much unmet demand in the world. My team of five right now at work, we operate within this capacity. But there's demand within this capacity. And typically, you know, there's a lot more demand that's unmet, but we just don't have the time to do it. Yeah. So, you know, originally, well, how do you meet unmet demand or how do you start to do more? Well, either you improve processes or you hire more people. 
Well, AI is going to help you improve a lot of processes mm-hmm. and it's going to help you work a lot of faster. So maybe you don't have to fire five coders, but those coders are just 10 times more productive and we're meeting a lot of unmet demand that the company has. Yeah. So, but that's the pitch you got to make to them. Don't yeah. fire my ass, bro. <laughs> <laughs> no. but like, no. There's a lot of stuff that yeah. you can do for you. You need me. <laughs> yeah. You need me. No. And, that, well, and that's, that's like the beautiful side of it is like, I think like people are, are generally going to be scared because like how you said, like, they look at it as like, oh, like, well, they can do my job. They don't look at it as, like, oh, this could help me. Yeah. They look at it as like, oh, shoot, like this thing could take my job. Totally. And it's like you always like we've we've seen throughout like, in movie history, like you never want machines fully doing everything. Like you need that human touch. Yeah. And I think when people realize that, hey, I don't need to look at this as a threat. I need to look at it as a tool. Yeah. Something that I can use to make myself a better employee, make myself a better worker, make myself a better whatever fills you're in and improve that, improve that product, improve that demand, yes. pr- improve that. Like, I think you look at it that way and then that's where this is going to take off. Oh, 100%. This is gonna take off. That's a good point you bring up. I just watched this uh, show on Netflix called Killer, uh, Killer Robots. And what it's about is the implementation of artificial intelligence into machines and how different militaries are using artificial intelligence to make decisions that are within drones or different things like that. So autonomous vehicles is what they call them. Teslas can be autonomous. So your Tesla can drive you itself and artificial intelligence is making the decision based off of, you know, the things within its environment. But as we go forward, you know, the military and anyone's going to utilize tools that they can. So what this documentary was talking about is um, autonomous drones going into certain areas and analyzing the situation before you have soldiers going in. So, you know, now we're protecting soldiers, but where that gets scary is if that autonomous vehicle, autonomous drone has the ability to make a decision to kill. So if it has, you know, a gun on it or whatever. So it analyzes, sees something as a threat and makes the decision to kill and shoot. And where that gets, you know, scary, obviously you can think of a variety of ways, but there's a lot of times where a person's in that situation and let's say you're in the military and you're going through a building and you're clearing rooms and you see a kid and that kid is scared and he has like a knife, you know, he doesn't know he's trying to protect himself. As a person, we're going to say, okay, that's a child. It's a non-threat. As AI, do you see a person with a knife and make the decision to kill? Yes. Yeah. You know, that's, yeah. that's where yeah, AI is. put in so- there like, you know, like if you're under data, five feet, yeah, like, <laughs> like, yeah. Like, uh, like what children look like. Yeah, so it's like they would be like, oh, like uh, if you're cool, you're cool if you're a midget. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, you're good, yeah, dude. Yeah. Right? Like yeah. I might be borderline. All right, yeah. I might be able to run through. <laughs> but you yeah, squat a little bit. You're <laughs> Those are conversations that will need to be had, yeah. dude. And then that's like you know, in a military capacity. Imagine that in our world. Imagine that in the form of policing. Yeah, you know. Ooh. Leveraging artificial intelligence. You I know, think that's just one of the things. Yeah, who knows, bro? That's where it gets scary. That's why I say we're currently living through one of the biggest technological developments of humankind. Because in 20 years from now, we're going to be telling our kids that shit didn't exist when we were younger. Yeah. You know, yeah. We didn't have like the little home. We didn't have R2D2 fucking yeah. making my meals. <laughs> Fucking in schools and shit. That that's what we're gonna have. That they're gonna be little little, little robots in schools. One hundred percent. And that's the scary thing too. Is like I think that's what people look at. Is like oh, like they're gonna be like everywhere. Like it's like, we're not gonna have human action. And like that's where I go back. Like you have to have human action. Like if we become lazy and relying on it, 
then the technology is going to, yeah. it's not going to work the way it should. Like you want to have that uh, collaboration. Yeah. You really I'm, want to have that collaboration. I'm going to shoot far right here just because I think this is a fun one too though. Just but just on the artificial intelligence topic, dude, if AI gets so advanced, is there going to be a point in our lives where we're talking about robot rights? And we start Probably. to question if robots have rights. Oh, yeah. Or if they have consciousness. Bro, no, some we don't even know what yeah. consciousness is as people. What is consciousness? Bro, they fuck it. The <laughs> shit that they're fucking arguing over right now about rights and shit. We're gonna definitely Robots are gonna have rights. So, right? so, like, so there will be a time in our lives. So actually, yeah. <laughs> people are gonna be dating robots, bro. Yeah, for so, sure. If they can have conversations uh, like you do with ChatGPT, but they vocalize it. Yeah. Oh, people will be dating robots. For sure. They did that in uh, Futurama. So this really? is like 20 years ago, too. This is like one of the older episodes. But like, yeah, like they did a whole episode where they were like trying to figure out whether or not like Bender had rights like yeah. to his life or not. And it's just like, that's a real possibility. Yeah. It's definitely a real possibility. Yeah. That was yeah. such that was such a left wing thing you threw out, but yeah. that's legitimate. Like, dude, I wonder how many affairs with robots there's gonna be. <laughs> robot yeah. affairs in right? home. Dudes are gonna be like, "That's not an affair, dude. That's a robot." Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Is it cheating if but it's a robot? Rights. <laughs> yeah. rights, then it's so, cheating. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, fucking Mr. Robot Larry can go two and a half hours and here I am, Bluetooth. That's what we really gotta worry about. Yeah. Yeah. Robots yeah. are way more sick than us. <laughs> Bro, there's already vibrators. <laughs> 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 Yeah, you could go out with the boys. <laughs> Fucking robot Larry in the closet. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> coming out. Is he gone yet? <laughs> I took the blue chew. <laughs> We're ready to go. <laughs> Dude. That is, it's funny, but that's like, isn't that so, it seems so, like, feasible. Like, it oh, seems it like does. it could happen, yeah. bro. It seems like it could happen. Yep, and, and like I said, bro, I'm going to be sitting on that island in about oh, 20 years, yeah. FaceTiming. Yeah, I might not even FaceTime you. There's going to be some goggles where I can just press the button and boop, boop, <laughs> you're just in there. And I'm just like, hey, bro. Yeah. Like, Robot Larry just oh. popped out 2.0 right now, dog. He's <laughs> <laughs> 2.0, yeah. I said, if you're happy in the beach, you're supposed to be sad. He's like, bro, I just found Larry with my wife. Yeah. <laughs> Damn. Yeah. <laughs> Another yeah. one got taken. Yeah, that was, I'll hey, just that... teleport to you, bro. I'll hit, I'll hit the button and teleport. We don't have to fly. Yeah. We don't have to fly then. <laughs> that would be that. hard, bro. I want, I want the little boom tubes where you just go into a little tube and boom. Oh, yeah. Down. It'd be yeah. sick, but teleportation would remove a lot of the special experiences oh, uh, of traveling. Yeah. Paris is sick because it takes a lot of fucking work to get there. Yeah. If you press a button and you're there, then. Yeah. Nah. Yeah. yeah. It's a journey. It's not a destination. Yeah. That was a good conversation. I really, yeah. really enjoyed that Dude, conversation. I've about AI for a long time because it's yeah. very relevant and it's going to change I, a lot of things. You you really reaffirmed like a lot of the stuff that I've been learning about. Like I said, I've been talking to a lot of people about it and like you've just really reaffirmed like a lot of what I've been hearing about it and like why I've been leaning towards it. Yeah. So it was, it was a really, really good conversation to have. Yeah. Well, I, I love this stuff, man. Yeah. Sometimes technical people struggle with these conversations because, dude, I work with so many people who are so smart, but you bring this up and they're going to be like, well, artificial intelligence is rewiring the back into a neural network and then you just got to, you know, rebug whatever and dude, you get lost. Yeah. <laughs> so how do you talk about it in a real world setting? Yeah. And that's when like, you know, people can resonate with. Oh, a hundred percent. So, no, you did a, you did a really good job. I feel like the articulation here, 
like it's gonna be very easy for people to understand. Dude, get a couple high names in me, bro, and I'll be yeah. Rolling, bro. yeah but, <laughs> that's the freaking yeah. But that's the great thing is is the fact of it. It's just like you know when we have these authentic conversations with people within the field that have knowledge. See, because because like I said, looking at it from an outer perspective, you know. Uh, a lot of social media is going to give us the the fear aspect of it, you know, like, totally. like you know, that that's that's what they're going to push more often than the good, because, yeah, yeah, some of the good they'll see. But it's the futuristic good that you pointed out about, about how, like, no, 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 this this is not going to take your job to yeah. make your job more efficient. And this is going to help, you know, the ones that are currently working and everything else like that. that that's something that people have to see is that. There is a future, a good future within this, not just the scary ones, not just the Terminator, you know, fucking Arnold Schwarzenegger that everybody first thinks of when totally. they think of the AI part of it, which like I said, with me, I'm, I'm going to be honest with you, I, I didn't know jack shit about AI. So that's yeah. why with me, I was on more of the, not fear aspect, but more of like the cautious one, like, all right, man, some iRobot shit. I remember Will Smith. Yeah. I just watched that movie yeah. last week, bro. Like, that, 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 it's amazing. Yeah. yeah. But I was like, you know, from that aspect. So... Thank you for that, brother. And, yeah, and like I said, this ain't going to be the last one because, like I said, these these technological advances, a lot of things are going to pop up. Mm-hmm. And uh, I'm, I'm gonna be, we're going to be reeling you back in here. I'm going to be like, hey, Jake, bro, this yeah. just popped off, man. I don't know what the no, fuck going on. I, like I said, I, re- I really, really like because you're like you articulation, like yeah. making it understandable. Like you did a really good job with it. I appreciate that, bro. Next yeah. time you guys have me in here, I'm going to have like a Luke Skywalker robot arm or something. Yeah. yeah it's going to be jacked. Dude. Yeah. Be <laughs> yeah, I went for the plus size one. Yeah. <laughs> I went for the plus size. Bro, oh. They gave me some inches on this one. <laughs> What's that food with the purple saber again? Uh, Mace Window. Mace Window. Mace Window, yeah. yes. I'm going to come in with that. Oh, that's hard, yeah. Hey, you know, there's like, it's not real, but like, there's like a fan made one of him because they're, they're saying for the longest time that like he's going to pop up in like one of these shows. I do. Prime example. Yeah. I would love if there was a Mace Windu show. Yeah, like they're saying that like he's still alive, like he's gonna pop up. That'd be hard. And like he just has like a scar, bro. Like he's missing an arm. Like That'd he just looks, he looks hard. So have you been to uh, Star Wars Land? I have. Crazy dude. Yeah, it's really. Badass. That's just cool. It's, that's just it's cool. Badass, bro. The, the 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 ride. Like if you want to experience Star Wars, like the closest thing you're gonna experience to Star Wars, it's that ride. Yeah. That ride is sick. Crazy. Where, where, where the hell is this? At? Disneyland. Um, yeah, Disneyland. I've never been so. <sighs> Yeah. Is it, is it, is it? Uh, so, I don't count high school choir because we uh we did rehearsals and all I remember was a turkey leg and I think I went back to the bus because I just wasn't like wasn't fucking with it. Yeah. yeah. To be honest. Did you go to Grad Yeah. Huh? Did you go to Grad I think I missed Grad Night, bro. I, yeah, I missed Grad Night. I didn't watch it. I did. I think yeah. I. Grad Night popped off. I think I, I, I think I got some. Uh, well, you I, popped I, I had fun. It, pop, it popped off. Oh, it popped off. Pop yeah. I thought you popped off on somebody. <laughs> nah. I don't think so. <laughs> nah, but that was just drinking day, so yeah, nah. I probably was just on one, something. Yeah. On a sequin? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I, like, I wouldn't want to go to Disneyland on anything. Honestly, there's too much going on. Yeah. I'm not a big fan. Like, not, not just the people, like but, like, the rides. Like, if I wanted to end yeah. Small World on one, I would. <laughs> it's a Small World I would on one. It's looking like you're just challenging yourself at that point. Yeah. <laughs> like, but, like, know? everything, there's so much stuff going on. Like, that's just an example. But, like, there's so many things going on there that you're just, like, yeah, I should That's, all, that's uh, what I'm saying. Like, you're, you're, you're going you're gonna to take something and just, it's like a challenge. It's like, can I survive this? Yeah. <laughs> like, can I get through this without anyone noticing? Alice in Wonderland ride. Right? <laughs> Indiana Jones, I'm like, that boulder's coming right for me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. 
You've been on it five yeah. times. And you still do. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the jungle, uh, jungle yeah. crews are just like that. Shark, that crocodile looks real. <laughs> yeah, dude. There's so many people. Like, yeah. The best time if you're gonna do anything in Southern California, you're going snowboarding. You're going to Disneyland. Going to Tuesday, bro. Because if you go on the weekend, it's just so crazy Cropped. packed that it's not even worth it, bro. I went up to Bear this past year, dude. Mine were crazy. Southern oh, California, bro, that was, it was such a good season too. Yeah, it was going off, bro. But there's so many people. Snowboarding? Yeah, I've never snowboarded. Dude, it's fun. Yeah, I know. We need to plan a trip, bro. Because I, I've never snowboarded. I've never surfed before. That's some of your hobbies, right? Well, well what are your hobbies now, oh, dude? Bro. I mean, I mean, come on now. Dude, me and all my homies, all we do is beers and board sports, bro. Yeah, that's the way to do it, baby. Yeah, yeah. beers and board sports. I like that. <laughs> that's more, that's not, uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah we surf a lot, dude. Snowboarding's fun. I'm like, all my friends are way better snowboarders than me. But dude, just getting out there, they have bars at the top of the mountain. Dude, that's awesome. like some of the best part. <laughs> like, I'll go down the mountain a couple times, dude. Just go to the bar at top, get a Bloody Mary, kick you with the homies. Get more, get more courage every time. Yeah, go try, down. Try, try, try new yeah. Shit every time. Yeah, yeah, dude. And there's a. Uh, one of the most special things in life is drinking a beer on the beach, bro. Oh, yeah. Me and all my friends surf a lot, bro. So yeah. that's like, that's our go-to, bro. But yeah, surfing is probably one of my biggest hobbies. I'm also really into technology, as you can tell. So, you know, I spend a lot of time just kind of reading, learning, kind of taking courses, staying up to date on that. That's surfing dope. when I can. What's yeah. your favorite I'm going to tap in with you more. Like, my, uh, what? Sorry. Oh, no, go ahead, man. I was going to say, what's your favorite beaches? My favorite beach in Southern California is probably a Thousand Steps in Laguna. <laughs> we got a lot of good times there. Uh, it's just, I think, one of the, truly one of the most beautiful beaches I've ever been to. Laguna is just amazing. My favorite spot to surf is Old Man's in San Onofre, which is like a surfer's beach. You would never even know it's there if you didn't surf. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Old what? Old Man's. Old Man's. Old Man's. Old Man's. Old Man's, bro. Badass spot to surf. Waves break. It's called Old Man's for a reason, bro. Slow rollers, bro. Just a fun place to surf, dude. Okay. Yeah. That's nice. Super cool spot. It's uh, off Vaseline Road. That's the only way to know how to get to it. What city? Uh, San Onofre. So it's San Clemente. Okay. Yeah, at the end of San Clemente. Okay. But I like surfing a lot of northern San Diego. It's just more fun. Waves break like in a different uh, – like there's a wider variety of, you know, places – to catch waves like mm-hmm. Newport you're surfing the jetties and there's like four or five fools there the only thing that sucks about surfing is it's an aggressive sport bro and I hate that like yeah. you know everyone's fine because there's only a limited amount of waves that exist and everybody wants them yeah so that's the thing the only thing that sucks about surfing like snowboarding you're not trying to catch it. everyone has space you know but uh, when you go to like those northern San Diego beaches like Encinitas Carlsbad there's just you know more waves breaking across the way so I like surfing Newport too but there's just fewer waves for more people. Mm-hmm. Have you have you ever experienced like somebody beef with you over a rave or like or like you know like because you said that it's an aggressive sport. So like it's like do you guys go and like other surfers try to get in on your guys's wave too or something like that? Like is is that going on? Totally. I've had people talk shit to me, but it was 100% my fault. Like you know like yeah. when you're learning to surf, bro, you just you're learning, dude. And I snake people's waves and people get upset about it and they say shit. And it's like, all right, bro, like what you can say is my bad, my bad. And yeah. you dictate where this goes from here. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know? yeah. I said, I'm sorry. You want to keep having a problem? Well, all right then, you know, yeah. or you can just take it and it is what it is. But snake, you know, some, snake somebody's way. That's so like how waves work is kind of in priority, which are people out there. But so whoever's closest to the peak, 
That's their wave. The best way to think about it is if you're riding a wave and there's someone behind you, you snaked their wave. That's you, you got in front of them. Or if you drop in and you're going and there's someone in front of you, they snaked you. That's your wave. So, you know, some people get worried about it. I personally don't care that much, bro. You know, most people just don't realize it. Yeah. Like, you know, they're not trying to be rude or anything. They just didn't realize, dude, there's a lot of people out there catching a wave as its own, you know, thing in itself. Like, you're obviously paying attention to other things. It doesn't really bother me. The only time it kind of sucks is when you're on a good one, bro. Yeah. <laughs> like, you're lined up perfectly on a wave and someone drops something on you. You're kind of like, shit. But whatever, oh bro. I've done it before. So, you know, why get mad about it? Mm-hmm. Uh, see, I'll- Yeah. I'm even learning new terms. It, kind of just, it comes back around. Like, someone's going to get you. You're going to get somebody. Like, why Why make it? Why escalate it? We're all out there yeah. having a good time, bro. Yeah. Nobody's doing anything personal to me. What's that uh, What's that surfing c- c- competition? That's like open? A, yeah, man. Yeah. I, I remember just going there for the for the, for the the drinks and the women. But, Dude, like, but like, it's like... When we were in high school, the U.S. Open wasn't about surfing at all. It was just it a party. Yeah. <laughs> it was literally just yeah. a party on the beach dude i don't think i ever watched an actual competition at the US open until i got older but you just go and hit the booze and party and huntington was a madhouse bro yeah they Mad hated huntington hated the US open. they started cracking down something like that anymore. yeah really yeah, yeah it's not dude they were over it fights everywhere yeah balls, bro it was crowds. a bunch of young idiots yeah, yeah. <laughs> literally a bunch of 909ers yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that's what it was bro that's Straight really up. what it was yeah Boys, they never been around with fucking baddies in water. Yeah. <laughs> We're like, what? It's not 110 out here? What the hell? It feels yeah. good. They're looking good. I'm feeling good. Hey, I'm talking about barrel. So I just took a swig of UV blue and I'm like, good, bro. Oh, God. Oh, God. UV blue. Uh, UV blue. I feel good. <laughs> I think I was about a six-pack of both. I'm good. Oh, dude. We, we should always count like how much we drink, too. Like, oh, oh yeah, I have like Five like sips, you know. Like, five sips. Yeah. How many I, sips? I have three years. How many sips, sips you had, bro? Yeah, like seven. Well, seven, I have like seven. three gulps. <laughs> yeah. You know, I have. Yeah. I have That's like six sips. Three gulps yeah. is six yeah. sips. That's a lot. <laughs> <laughs> I told you swig it. This yeah, one I took had chugs, bro. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> he had chugs, bro. There wasn't gulps. <laughs> there, yeah, there were some swigs. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, the U.S. Open used to be popping back in the day, dude. But yeah, they've changed it a lot. It's more about surfing now, which was which is good. the whole point yeah, in yeah, the first place. <laughs> the whole point yeah. in the first place. Instead of having a whole bunch of delinquency, yeah. big underage drinking. <laughs> that was such a de- degenerate era. I yeah. feel like we were we were peak degenerate era. 100%. Do you guys ever go out down in Newport at all? Or like, yeah. You guys are going no, I'm, down, I'm down there. Yeah, I, yeah. I, I haven't been out there in it. In a year, some change since uh, Sharkies. Oh, dude. And I, and I was a shark that night. I don't like going out in the peninsula anymore, and that's a testament to how old we're getting. Dude, I go out, and I see people that look like kids. I'm like, damn, am I that old? Yeah. Like, these kids are 21 years old. Like, I'm 27. Yeah. We're getting older, dude. Mm-hmm. And the peninsula is just a lot of college kids. Yeah. yeah. I went to the peninsula a couple times with my uh, cousin because uh, he lives out in Irvine. He used to live in Irvine. So we would just head over there. And uh, it is they have like a uh, like a... I'm pretty sure it was it the peninsula or was it outside? Does it have an outside bar? Uh, or is uh, that the, is oh, that the bay? I'm referring to the actual Newport Peninsula, but there is a bar on the peninsula called the Peninsula. Yeah, okay, that's what I was referring to. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, I know exactly what you're talking about, yeah. but yeah, that's that area. They um, it, they they did. How long ago was it? So during COVID, all of that was outside. 
Like they well, have, if they have like some a of the outside area and then the bars inside, and it's at the, it's at like the docks. The peninsula, yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah that place is pretty dope. They had like the big ass beer pong, but with like. Like uh, soccer balls and like trash cans. 100% the peninsula. Yeah, and they had like a bikini <laughs> show. Like it was dope. Yeah. yeah. A DJ got in a fight with someone. <laughs> yeah, it sounds about right. Yeah. 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 I'm liking yeah. this place. Yeah. It's, it's cool out there, bro. But yeah. I mean, I mean it's just, I, I honestly too, like, don't really go out at night anymore. We're just more day drinking. We're day drinking, that. hanging out, dude. Like the yeah. sun's out, the water, it's nice. And then at night, we're coming yeah, out. I feel that. Bed. But uh, it's a fun spot to go out, dude, for sure. Uh, I like that. You're, you're more of a day drinker. I'm a Hermson a day drinker. You're, oh. you're a day walker. I'm a day walker. Uh, like, <laughs> you haven't done this yet, Tyler. I just night walker. Like, talking, <laughs> talking about Vegas, bro, like, I love Vegas because like you can wake up at like 11. Like, if you had a long night, wake up at like 10 or 11, go to a pool party, have a good time, drink. Oh, yeah. Bro, go back to the hotel or wherever you're staying at. Like, take a little power nap. If you still want to go out, have a good time, bro. That shit doesn't pop off till like one or two o'clock oh, in the morning. Yeah. Fucking go out, have a good time. I come can't back. power nap, but yeah, I can power. I love That'll power nap. That's my thing. I'll be down really? to stay up. Oh, really? For yeah. you? Yeah, I have to stay up. I can't go to sleep. Yeah, <laughs> I, the yeah. lights are off, dude. My peak, like favorite partying moment, like peak, just ready to get like inebriated, is Vegas on a Sunday. Yeah, Vegas. You're staying through Monday. Vegas on a Sunday because you wake up and there's no expectations. Dude, like we're on a Saturday, we're going out that night. So like you got to pace yourself, you got to go, dude. Sunday, especially if football's on, bro. Oh, yeah. Just start waking up and getting after it. And if you're calling it a day by five or six, then call it a day by five or six, bro. Like there's no expectations into going late into the night. Oh, yeah. Yeah, Sunday's always a chill day. Speaking about that, football is back, brother. Oh, I'm so ready. Yeah. Football, do do, do, do you have a team at all? I'm a Raiders fan, bro. So Vegas is very special to me, baby. Oh, Oh, my God. I'm a Raiders fan, bro. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Jimmy G. (laughs) (laughs) Porn star Jimmy. (laughs) Yeah, no, dude. Uh, the death star is badass. Oh, yeah. It's that stadium is bad. I've still never been. Badass, you, bro. Let's go. Been a couple, really? I've been to one game. Yeah, let's go. Stadium's bro. dope. Let's it, go for sure, for sure. Dude, it's honestly coolest NFL stadium in the USA. Just not only because of the stadium, but the surrounding area, bro. There's something so cool about waking up in Vegas, playing some craps, playing some roulette, getting brunch, hopping in an Uber, being at the stadium in five minutes. Yeah. <laughs> bro. Yeah, they have a fat ass fucking screen too. Oh, like, yeah. That's just huge as fuck. Yeah. Massive, bro. Watching a game, back to you know, back to the strip or whatever. Yeah. It's Dave. so <laughs> cool, bro. I think uh is the Luxor there's a hotel right there like where you can see that screen like from like your hotel oh, like, really? or, from, or from like the pool. I know that. Yeah, yeah it's badass. You guys yeah. grind fantasy, huh? Yeah. I saw your post. Yeah. Bro. I love fantasy. Dude, if you want him, get in. Dude, I'm in like four leagues right now. That's it's the only okay. thing. So who do you play with? We're making out. So me and Shiloh are in there right now. We're just getting people because like we wanted to do something where like it's fun. Like we can talk shit. Like, but our big thing is like we want everyone that's in it to come and do a podcast again. And basically, like, talk about, like, the, the season or like, like oh, in season that'd stuff. Be yeah. sick. Yeah. You even did a draft podcast. Yeah, yeah, and that's dude. what we want. I love fantasy, bro. I won. Uh, I won one of my seasons last year. Bro. Oh, nice, nice little payday. Oh yeah, oh yeah. Uh, that, that, that's what that's what we're all about too. And then uh, I tell people the the thing about f- fantasy football because even with fantasy football, that that that's been around since like what the nineties, dude. 
Back in the day, they'd write it on books. Yeah. You had to, you literally had your book. You didn't have ESPN app saying point four points, point like adding it up on the spot, bro. Dude, I'll see someone make a catch. I'll look at my phone. The points are already there. Yeah. Yep. You're already adding up, already calculating. But yeah, back in the I day. Love that. I, I love that. I love that. The thing about it is a fact of it's, it's, it's such a like, it brings people together, you know, like you, your boy can be far away, you know, like moved away or whatever. But that fantasy football, like, like I said, you're playing against your boy. You're sending that message yeah. like, hey, I got you, bro. And yeah. then, then, you know, you can still keep in touch with your people. You know, like it's it's so much fun. Yeah. We're already watching the game anyways. Oh, yeah. yeah. Text him. Hey, hey, you suck at fantasy, though. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, hey, I love you. Happy birthday. You still suck. Yeah, no, my favorite is like, well, like your team's playing like someone else's team. And like you're playing them that week, and that's like you may not, I mean, your team may have lost, but hey, but the fantasy dub. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, 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 right. You be you be sacrificing. Yeah, that that was me for my Rams last year, bro. Because we, we were taking those L's well, and everything. Season. Yep, it was Cooper very. Cup went off for me last year, bro. Guy's yeah. a baller. Yeah, man. Yeah, yeah like until he got hurt. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah just, he was eating. He was eating. Just like Devontae Adams for the Raiders, that that man was yeah, eating for me. Yeah, bro. Tastes good, bro. We'll see. I wanted to draft him in my lot in the league. We drafted yesterday. Oh, But sure, uh, yeah. I didn't just because I don't know what that matchup's going to look like yet, bro. That Jimmy G Adams matchup, I think it'll be better than Derek Carr, but we'll see. Ooh. Yeah. Kittle, honestly. That's Kittle. a nice little take right there. Well, yeah. that's Hey, Garoppolo, when he has his guy, he likes that was Kittle. Like when he had Kittle, like Kittle was his guy. So whoever is his guy. They're going to eat. Yeah, we'll see, bro. There's some yeah. weird – it's a weird beginning of an NFL season with running backs. There's a lot of running backs sitting out. Josh Jacobs still, who knows, bro, what's going on Damn. with him. Uh, yep, that's true. I think he's playing. We'll see. I feel like he don't get enough love like as like a fantasy, like a top 10 pick. Like yeah. I don't see anyone talk about him like a fantasy like that. Hell no. Best running back in the yeah. league last year. One of. Yep. Raiders yeah. still suck. <laughs> nah, he carried that team, bro. He, he carried that team, bro. Pay that man, dude. Yeah. But – they statistically running backs don't continuously perform. No, that's why we had, we had this great talk about this. Uh, yeah, it's like it's a shitty thing because like you want to see guys get paid, but it's just like at the business end of the day, it's like you can sit here and pay a guy, but am I going to pay him for the production that he did, or am I going to pay him for the production I'm going to get? Yeah, and it's like that's the double edged sword right there. Exactly, football's a business, dude. Yeah. Hey, well, um, that feeling you you said you're in four leagues, so. Don't you hate that feeling when, when, when of course, because you have multiple leagues where, like, let's say in, in two of the leagues, you drafted Pat Mahomes. Oh, yeah. But then you're in this third league, yep. Yeah. You're, you're playing him and you're just like, fuck. It's conflicting, bro. It's conflicting. That You have to prioritize leagues. Dude, yeah. The biggest payday is the most important league. I look right? forward to that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no. That's the most important league, dude. If, I'm, if I have Pat Mahomes and I'm playing him, bro, the biggest payday is the most important yeah. league. I remember, uh, I think it was the year before, I had Pat Mahomes in the league. And it was when they were both playing the Chargers. Like, it wasn't, it was like, those games were going to be good. Like, he'll, he'll ball out for me. And then um, it, was, it wasn't our full money league. It was another league. And I was like, damn, but you know what? I don't need him to ball out. Like, because I, I'm, I'm, I want to win in my other league. And I had a couple of Chargers players. Yeah. And I was like, ah, this is the tough part of it. So, yeah, yeah you just got to pick and shoot. I'll, yeah. be like, I'll be like, you know what? You can send my ball. Like, 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 like dude, do like 20 for me. Do like 20, yeah, give me like 20. I'm good. Yeah. If, 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 if you drop 40 on my. Stop it. Yeah. Don't go 26 yards, bro. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Right. I gave him like a two more. He got like 25. Yeah. And then, like, I'm like, all right, we're cool. I don't need you to do anything else. Yeah. And this fool got like 40. A Travis Kelsey yeah. touchdown. Did, did, yeah, did I, that, I wanted that. <laughs> I wanted death, that. Dead taxes and, and the Travis Kelsey touchdown Dude, in the fourth Travis quarter. Travis Kelsey scored four touchdowns against the Raiders last year in one game. 
Yeah, <laughs> he did. I remember that game. I'm serious, bro. <laughs> that that, that man. Dude, was my, that man. <laughs> he was my virus super one without being my virus super one. Oh, yeah, <laughs> yeah. bro. He is. If you're going to go tight, that's a, that's the only tight end I'd take in the first round. Oh, He's yeah. basically Oh, yeah. So, I don't know that. Do you want to get into questions? Yeah, man. We got some questions. A little fun. Like a little rapid fire. Right yeah, on. man. It's a, it's a little rapid fire question. You know, this conversation has been nothing short of a blessing. This is yeah. something This is something light for the night, baby. This has been flying. So, like I said, we just got a few questions for you, brothers. Sure. Some, some we've already kind of covered over. So, we'll go ahead and get it. So... So you like music, man. Who are some of your favorite artists all time? Hmm. All time favorite artists. Sublime is definitely up there. You know who's probably not, um, I don't know. They're definitely up there for me, but not like a typical fan favorite is, dude, I have a soft spot for Blink-182. Blink-182. Yeah, really? Super nostalgic. Yeah. Super nostalgic. Yeah. Um, those, like, well, if we're saying all-time favorite artists, those are up there. But mm-hmm. as far as a lot of the music I listen to in the daily, dude, I love new clout rap. Yeah. Dude, like, I love uh, new clout rap. Really? Dude, people do not fuck with it. I love that shit, dude. I love all those little tattoo face motherfuckers who are just spitting, <laughs> dude. Bump it. Yeah. Bump it. Give me an example of one. Do you, oh, do you know, do, do, like, do dude, you know who I actually fuck with and people don't like? Lil Xan. Lil Xan, yeah. Lil Xan, Red Bones. Hey, Red Bones. That was my boy, Jay. Yes, bro. Lil Peep. Lil Peep. I like those like kind of emo rappers a little okay, bit too, yeah. bro. Like, I like those ones a lot. I bump a lot of that. It's just kind of like dumb hype shit that I play yeah. a lot. But I listen to a pretty large variety of music, bro. I listen to a lot of country. A lot of alternative. A lot of reggae. You know. Oh, some reggae, nice. Yeah, uh, yeah like, yeah. like that. Some Cali vibes, vibe. Yeah, 100%. Some real Cali vibes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's, I that's love, where we went. Oh, yeah, I love reggae, bro. But I love to tell people that I love those clout rappers because they're like, are you serious, bro? And I'm like, I love that shit. <laughs> and that shit could be hype. That shit could be hype. It could be hype. Have you guys seen the 6 9 documentary on Hulu? No. It's actually crazy, bro. Is it? Actually crazy. Just his story. Like, not saying he's a good rapper or anything, just saying his actual story of, like, literally the epitome of fake it till you make it. Oh, shit. Like, I can see that, yeah. Crazy yeah. story. Really? There's a good documentary on Lil Baby, too. Oh, really? Lil yeah. Baby? Sorry, no, I like Lil I was Baby. watching, like, a good amount of it at my brother's house. I like Lil Baby. I was like, yeah, I did not know this motherfucker was like, like, it, like the, the um, journey was like that. And, like, and how, uh, there's, there's one thing that I remember that his accent was way too heavy. Oh. Yeah, they had to like help him with his accent. Huh? Yeah. I'll have to yeah, check that out. Yeah. XXX Tentacion has a good one. He had a crazy life too. But uh, they have some good shit on Hulu. Yeah, I yeah. like that. I yeah. like that. Um, okay, next one. A place you've never been, but you've always wanted to be. So this could be country, be place anywhere in the world. What's never been, but always wanted to be. I've always wanted to go to Asia. Yeah. Like, a lot of people say Europe and stuff. I've always wanted to do, like, Japan. Japan. Something like that. I don't know why. It's my technology, bro. There, dude. And yeah. I just think it's so, like, uh, culturally different than anything I've ever known. I think it'd be a pretty cool experience just to see, like, you know, people live, you know, in different ways. I heard Tokyo is, like, going, like, five years in the future. Like, if you go visit Tokyo, so you're, yeah. too, bro. Yeah. You know that's up my alley. Yeah, so, so <laughs> I can see that. Hey, I'm. I'm honestly digging yeah. down to go with you because I'm, I'm a huge an- anime fan, bro. So so while you're going in for technology, I'm going to be like, Hoto, Hoto. I'm going to be in my fucking What are you doing next like, weekend, bro? 
<laughs> I got Friday, Saturday off, and I'm feeling a little sick. We'll make it work. He's like, <laughs> we'll do like five hours in Japan, catch the flight back, bro. <laughs> He's like, I got to change everything Bronco, but yeah. <laughs> this one's gonna go to Miami to fucking Osmond and Roulette. Be like, all right, Jay, we're going to Japan. <laughs> He's just gonna send me a screenshot of a plane ticket. Yeah. Yeah. Like, shit. <laughs> well, like. <laughs> Flying to Tokyo. You're all Kelsey. I'm going to Japan next week. Yeah, yeah, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> no, for business. Yeah. <laughs> business purposes. <laughs> Research and development. It's a tax write-off. No yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it can be. <laughs> oh my god. All right. Next one. This this is actually. Um, I'm gonna split this in two parts. Ah. So for this one, what are some of your favorite technolo- technological advances to date? So that, that, that's my first one. And then the second one will be, what are some future ones that, 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 that are you looking forward to? Okay. Today, AI, obviously we talked about that, but also too, dude, I'm actually a really big fan of social media. Dude, a lot of people hate on it, but I love social media kind of for the reasons that I shared earlier. But also too, bro, like it just gives me the ability to be connected to so many people that I care about, dude. Yeah. Like I'll post something and my grandma will message me and be like, looks like you're having so much fun being home this year. And I'm like, oh, like, I love you. Like, yeah. Like, dude, just that connectedness that it gives, like, dude, I love social media. And a lot of people hate on it for understandable reasons. And I think it is what you make of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But, you know, that's probably seriously one of my biggest, like, you know, uh, our favorite technological advances is just how connected it allows us to be. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, me and you, Shiloh, bro, just like talking to you on Instagram, like it's cool, bro. If that didn't exist, we wouldn't be able to do that. Or we would, but we, I mean, write letters. You don't text. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like it's easier to respond to a story, catch a like, comment. Well, I know what you guys it. are doing in your lives because yeah. I see it. You know, and that's why I love social media. I like that. No, I always look at it like the same way, like how we talked about yeah, but like it's a tool. Yeah. It's very much a tool. Like it's what you make of it. Like if you, too much of anything is always going to be bad, but it's like if you can set that boundary of like, hey, this is what it's for, this is what I'm going to use it for. Yeah. Then it's a lot easier to go into it than being consumed by it. Definitely, bro. I mean, like, to, I think if you were to ask me like how I'd have my kids interact with it, dude, I have no idea. You know, that would be like a weird like relationship to try and figure out. How do you introduce your kids to social media and what access do you give them? That's where, like, I can understand why people don't like social media yeah. because it's definitely, like, you know, there's a lot of weird-ass people out there and shit that happens. Yeah. But, you know, if you can utilize it in the right way, it's one of my favorite things today. You know who I think you'd be interested in is Ryan Montgomery. You know who that is? No, I don't. Yeah, um, look up Ryan Montgomery. He's, uh, he's okay. one of the um, biggest uh, um, hackers that we have in the U.S. Really? Okay. Yeah, but he does it for, the, uh, for uh, good reasons. And he, he takes yeah. down bad people, and um, but he's all into like the technology and shit and how like to protect yourself. Yeah. And so like if you're fully involved in the technology, it'd probably be like a cool way of going about like learning more about it in that way too. Of nice. Because if you're gonna have a family, you know, you want to be able to protect your children from exposure of conscious, like a level of consciousness you don't want them to be exposed to. Totally. Or vice versa, them be exposed through other avenues. Yeah. Because that's that's one of the things he highlights, and that's why it, like he. Uh, I think you'd be interested in him. Right There's on. a good um, podcast with Sean Ryan, the Sean mm-hmm. Ryan Show. Um, he had him on, and it's pretty vulgar. It's pretty disgusting because he, he's a he's a hacker that um, brings down pedophiles. Oh yeah. Yeah. So, but that's you're gonna start a family, and you're into AI and all that. So I think that'd be down your alley. Ryan Montgomery. Ryan Montgomery. Okay. Yep. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. yeah. I appreciate that. And then, of course, to the second part of the question: What are some future advancements that you are looking forward to? 
Also AI, another one that, dude, you know what I actually think is like such a cool concept and I have no idea where it's going, but, or what the future will look like, but I'm really interested in seeing how it plays out is the idea of cryptocurrencies or central bank digital currencies. Just the way that people can change the financial system or change the way that we interact with money or do it on a digital aspect, I think it's completely interesting. I have no idea if that will be a part of our future, but I think it'll be really interesting to see how those things play out, mm -hmm. especially considering how we spend money today. Yeah. You know, the way we spent money has evolved from the time I've been in high school until now. If, you, if I want to send you money, I'll Venmo it to you right now. You know, that didn't exist. I'd be like, oh, well, like, let me get like 20 bucks from my dad and I'll mm -hmm. try to break it into fives and give you 15. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. So I think the financial yeah, system will be one things. of the most interesting changes um, of our lifetimes and we'll see how it happens. I have no idea, but I'm really excited to see where that kind of goes. Hell yeah, brother. And then uh, a last little s side bit because I just saw it on, on my Instagram. What is your opinion on the face palm payments that Amazon introduced? Uh, Amazon introduced this to some of its people at, at some whole whole food stores. A, a lady paid uh, her uh, pay, pay with their food via a palm reader. Mm. So, how do you feel about doing payments and such involving like, like like I said, whether it's like like the human anatomy? So, like I said, you're doing your palm. Some are saying you no, know, pretty <clears> soon you're gonna do finger fingertip and all that. How, how do you feel about the, those types of things? Weird but inevitable. You know, I think it's weird, but it's going to happen. I mean, we already yeah. do that stuff with our face. I'll do Apple Pay, which opens with my face and put my phone yeah. on it. Um, regardless of, you know, any way that I feel about it, which is everyone obviously feels a little weird, bro. We live in an information era, and the most important thing that companies want from us is our data. Mm -hmm. And our biological data is going to yeah. be – it's really weird to, you know, um, even to how things have developed in – the way that that is viewed as personal information that you should, you know, companies just don't have the access to or don't have the rights to. Like my, the way I interact with certain things on Instagram is my personal information. Like it's kind of weird that that's now a concept, but when you get into more of the biological standpoint of that thing, I think it's inevitable, unfortunately. And I think it'll happen. I think there will be a lot of convenience aspects to it. That would be convenient. That's the name of the game. It's convenient, but... I don't know at what cost. At what cost? Yeah. Yeah. Best way to put it, it's convenient, but at what cost? So yeah, well, sure, it's convenient. <laughs> and that's what's interesting too. Like going back into like the AI talk because what you're talking about is like you said how like people are picking up like on our social media is like what we do. So I know it was a couple months ago. I haven't really heard too much about it recently, but like about the whole voice thing where like AI is picking up your voice pattern and like where it can like call like your like friend or family and it sounds like you. And and do stuff like that. So oh, rants for rant like, like rants on the yeah. calls. Like you call your grandma. They're gonna target old people. They're yeah. gonna call your grandma. And be like, grandma, like I need five thousand dollars right now. Or they're gonna kill me. Yeah, it's your voice. Yeah, and yeah. it's your voice. Yeah, they, they're having whole whole speech debates between yeah. Trump and Biden and AI. Yeah, like that's it's fucking wild. Very relevant. <laughs> it's yeah. very relevant. It's bro. crazy, but like even like uh, messaging too. Like they're picking up like your messaging patterns. So like yeah. if someone like was like to like DM me, just talk to me. Code and then words. they get that, they, and then they look at it. They could code it and then go DM somebody else and say they're they're me and use that same pattern. That's insane. Yeah, I've done a little bit of digital marketing, and it's pretty crazy. The um, how uh, tools like Facebook Marketplace or like you know whatever digital marketing tools that you use, how much they let you niche down to specific users. I could say I want to show this ad to 
men in Highland, California that are between the age of 26 to 28 and are using an iPhone 14 on operating system 16. Like that's how niche you can yeah. be, bro. That's just to show you how much information Facebook has on yeah. you. And whatever hobbies, well, that's, you know, of course, whatever they're interested in. Yeah. But I can pretty much build an ad right now that specifically target all four of us. And we've seen. Just because that's how much information they have Mm -hmm. every time you open your phone. Your phone knows you better than anyone in this planet. 100%, bro. Think of this going through Instagram. The things that you pause and look at, the things you scroll by quick. Yeah. Interested in that. Oh, he stopped here. Yeah. Why did he look at two seconds at surfing videos? That's why I said videos. They try to get you with the booty videos, bro. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, oh, I see a booty video. I'm like, no, nope. I, I fast, fast, dude. dude. Like, I don't, I don't stare, I don't look, I don't, not because I, I know they're gonna try and fuck with the algorithm, hacky, bro. bro. Like, your algorithm. I was like, I gotta keep the algorithm, like, <laughs> yeah, but, like, it's, it's, it's good for me, you know, like, one hundred percent, dude. Yeah. It's algorithm hacking, yeah. bro. But your phone knows you better than you know yourself, probably. Oh, knows yeah. what websites I go to, knows how many times I check it. Every time I pull it up, what's the first app that I go to, and who are the people's pictures that I'm liking? Like, yeah, you know, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and your phone is a that's aka Facebook and Instagram. Yeah. Well, I haven't used Facebook since like fucking high school. Instagram, Facebook. Oh, Instagram, yeah. Facebook. Oh, I forgot about yeah. that. Facebook owns Instagram. Oh fuck, I forgot about it. Oh yes. damn. Yes. Facebook knows who I am. Right? Yeah. You can never hide. Yeah. Never hide, bro. What was my yeah. first friend on Facebook? Though, what's his name right now? Was that Tom? Tom. Tom. Oh, that's my space. That's my space. Damn. Tom really dropped the ball, huh, bro? Yeah. He was the first social media yeah. motherfucker. Tom, just Tom did it in his shirt. Yeah. He well, no, actually, no. I think he sold it and then he cashed out. Oh, after, really? I think afterwards, then it kind of just fell apart. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 My, boy, my boy Tom uh, is somewhere chill. Yeah. Back to the topic that you asked me about the palm, it just reminded me right now. My boss was telling me the other day about this Amazon pop up store that started in his city. And I've been meaning to look into it, but I'm assuming it's along the same lines that you're saying. Because he told me you walk into the store, you pick up whatever you want, and you walk out. Yeah, I've heard you. about that, yeah. Whoa, what? Yeah, they charge you. Yeah. I don't know how they That's like police. some Chinese shit where you walk out. No, I'm talking no, about Dude, seriously, they walk they outside and like, like Uber. And then fucking Uber will come out because they have fucking cameras everywhere. Yeah, dude, he said he didn't. I was like, did you scan in? Did you? He's like, dude, nothing. Walked in. Take what you want and walk out. Like they catch right the charge. They got yeah. Yeah, I don't know if it's location and they know his phone and they can tell he went in there and followed. But he's like, dude, you walk in and you walk out and they charge you. Damn, they're low key like figuring out a way to eliminate uh, what's it called uh, theft, like yeah. some petty theft. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, they, yeah. They, they, they're gonna be like, hey, that, that, yeah, that. yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, I have to tell my kids like, yeah, people used to steal shit. <laughs> what do you mean? Like, They're like, Amazon didn't, didn't charge yeah. me. That's like, yeah. You used to hit a lick. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> They're like, how did you do that? Like, it's, hey, all I you, it's all you see. We wanted to yeah. <laughs> So the 12 pack was there. Let <laughs> me tell you about your Uncle Skyler. <laughs> and run. Remember that sports Yeah. Uh, that was so that was the most ridiculous thing, though. Over Big Chew Gum. Big League Chew? Big League Chew, oh, yeah. yeah. Still had sticky fingers on Big League Chew, Skyler. Uh-huh. And they had a whole fucking like ordeal about it. Like, yeah. He, but I think they I think they thought that he saw, stole something bigger than that. Yeah. And uh, that's yeah. what the, that was the gateway to. Well, they just, they, no, they, they like cornered, not cornered us. No, they got us in the parking lot. Yeah, they got us in the parking lot. Two people, 
like right here, and then the guy that's like undercover was like right here, just meeting us halfway across the street. Really? He, yeah, like yeah. It was, I bet you they felt dumb. Like I'm, I'm thinking like as an adult, like it's fucking dumb. Like so, how did it end? He was like, yeah, I took. Guns. They took him to the back. Yeah. And yeah, we we then you left. Yeah. yeah, they called. No, they called. No, they didn't like come out of it. Like it was they, they like. They called his mom, but like, then he had to like get like a fine, or, like go to court for her or something. Yeah, like, they made like a bigger deal of it. Something so excessive. Yeah, yeah, something for some fucking gun. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, like yeah. that. Whoever that was, like they took their job way too serious that day. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Damn. Yeah, yeah I, I feel it though. Yeah, so so I'm definitely not going to Amazon Pop. But Mr. Heard, the underwear in your pocket, please. <laughs> <laughs> No, it's not stealing it. No, bro, right? they're just gonna they're gonna charge you. Oh, you're gonna hook up to the system. Yeah, yeah. you're gonna go in there thinking you're gonna be stashing. Yeah. Like, damn, I just walked out of here with a lot of shit, and then you're gonna get a ding. Two hundred dollars. Thank you, Mister Hood. <laughs> oh, yeah, I man. I love that man. All right, yeah. this is this has been a fun one, brother. Yeah. Like I said, we flowed with this podcast, man. It is time to wrap it up here today. Yeah, this is one of you my favorite ones. Yeah. Well, we're, I got time. I, <laughs> I, I got time. You want to try to kill? No, I'm good. Yeah, no, I'm good. I, I, yeah, I'm trying to yeah, no. keep my body good today. No, we uh, close the statement. Yeah. Close the statement, man. Yeah. Anything you want to like leave off with? Anything, the message you want to put out there? Anything that just want to get off your chest? Yeah, no, dude. All I can say is I appreciate you guys. Like I said, coming into this, I, you know, I was driving over here thinking like, man, I can't believe that this is, I can't remember the last time in my life that I had an uninterrupted, you know, I don't know how long we've been talking, two hours yeah. of a conversation like this. What you guys are doing here is super cool, man. Thank it's you. cool seeing you guys talk to people and, uh, you know, it's crazy as I've gotten older, I've met so many different people throughout my life and, uh, it's kind of crazy the connection that you have to the people you grew up with. Yeah. You know, the connect, you guys are my brothers, bro. Yeah, dude. See so you guys, and it's like, we didn't skip a beat. We didn't. We didn't skip yeah. a beat, man. So you guys are doing some cool shit here. Now, we said the same thing me. with Blake. Like, we said the same thing with Blake. It's like, yeah. uh, me and Shiloh, like, when we even go to the gym out here, we'll see people from high school that we'll talk with, and it's just like, I don't know what it was, like, about that class. Like, maybe it's like the idea that we were at a new school. Yeah. So it was a culture, but dude, like, that CV, like, that period that that era of it like everyone's just so cool with each other like everyone got along like dude like we grew up we partied together like we all like had each other's back with stuff like 100%. it was just it was a good time to be there and it's like cool it's like you said like come and talk with you and not miss a beat or like not not even be like feel like it's been that long yeah 100 percent, man i think that a lot of people that i grew up we have the um foundation of home we all grew yeah. up in the same way man we all grew up yeah. doing things together and we've known each other pre-high school you know so we grew up in the same way we have that common foundation that's those yeah. experiences that we've shared together it's the moral compass bro because that's the one thing like i always like how you say like when you're at home like i never had the question when i'm at home what people's intentions are yeah elsewhere like whether i'm at the workplace or i'm at a job like it's kind of like oh let me get a feel for it but like when i'm around people that like i went to school with it's like you don't really have to question like the intention or like the morale of it. You're like, you you know what they did, like we got your back, we got you. Yeah, yeah, there's something about growing up together too that I think is so special because I'm probably guilty of being the guy that you're talking about. You know, like yeah. I'll be at the bars and not really care to talk to people. Yeah. You know, I don't really oh, care to yeah. give people the time. Yeah. I don't care, bro, you know? Yeah. Know. If someone's talking to me, I could probably be nicer. Or, you know, yeah. I'm just like, hey, what's up? Like not giving people the time of day. 
But when I see you guys, I'm like, yeah. oh my God. I, okay, I got to go say hi to John real quick. Like, yeah. I'll leave my yeah. table at dinner to go say what's up, you know? So I think it's just different that we yeah. grew up together like that, where I'm probably even, like I said, could be the guy you're referring to. But when I see the people that I grew up with, I'm way more receptive. No. I'm, I'm, I'm the same way. I'm like, yeah. I'm excited yeah. to see you guys, you know? No, I'm the same way. Like, in that sense of, like, dude, like, I don't like opening myself up to people that don't totally. really know or, or fuck with. So, like, if I'm just talking to a random guy at the bar, like, if we're cool and we're I'm going to talk to you, but, like, I'm not gonna sit here and be like extra cool with you, but like for example, if I see yeah. you or I see Zach or I see Blake, yeah. like like you said, I'm gonna go up and say what's up. We're How gonna have been, a good bro? time. Yeah. Yeah. How you been? Yeah. I'm, ha- I'm handing out hugs and smiles yeah. to, to to the new dude. You get a dap. <laughs> you get a hug. Yeah. How you doing? You know, and all that other stuff. But that's the biggest thing. You know, you call it, we call it the 909ers. We call it the the IE people in essence. Um, but there's just something special within this bowl that we live in. This sure, absolute. Bro. Cluster, cluster fuck, whatever you call this area that, that, that is Highland, Redland, San Bernardino, um, you, you, you have to have a certain mentality to thrive here, to totally. survive and thrive. Two things. Because, yes, you may live in the good houses in Redlands, the Ventanas, whatever. At the end of the day, um, we, we've all meshed here. And like I said, for, for you, brother, uh, before we log out, I want to say congratulations. Like I said, Nana, not only on your future marriage, but the man you become today. Because that's, that's all what we're about is, yes, we're evolving, but are we, are, we, are we maturing to be pillars of the community in a good way? Or are we just bullshitting and, and staying complacent with life? Because if we're staying complacent, that's good. But that elevation that we're all doing here is like, I'm unfortunately going to leave you behind. That, 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 that's what we've already had to do to some friends. But I feel like our community, the people we grew up with, it's always an arrow pointing up. It doesn't matter if you're at, if your job per se. Yeah, it's that ambition is there and, and that drive. And like I said, but congratulations, you, you started it. you started your own, yeah. your own product. I saw with a little case or something yeah, like man. that, bro. Um, a lot of good things for you. I appreciate and it. This is just the beginning. I appreciate you. No, hundred percent. I can I can sit here and say like, dude, like me and you, like our senior year, like we would go text back and forth and be like, yeah, where's the turn up at? Like, what's the move? Like, Saddy-addy, yeah, bro. what are we trying to do? <laughs> And so, like, how you said, like, we were just looking for, like, what was it the weekend? Like, what was the, what was the, sure. the, that moment? But, dude, like, talking today and just hearing everything you're saying, dude, like, you really have, like, evolved the person. Like, I'm, I'm really proud to sit here and talk Thank to you and have that conversation yeah. because there is, it, like I said, there's a familiarness. Yeah. But, like, sitting here talking to you, I'm just like, dude, like, you, you've, like, really grown up and you've really evolved. And, like, you. you're, you're figuring out your past. So, like, very, very, very much, like, thank you for coming on. Yeah. And congratulations on that. I appreciate it, man. All I can hope is in 10 years from now, I can sit here and tell you guys, I was so stupid in my 20s. Yeah. I had no vision. <laughs> yeah. You know? And so, I hope that it can only go up and I can only continue to, you know, that's evolve in a way that's hopefully positive, man. We'll see. Mm-hmm. No, I think, well, like I said, today, like, this is one of, probably one of my favorite podcasts because, not to say, like, we don't, we do a podcast format, but, like, the way you were able to share and describe the information about the AI, people are going to really get hear this and take that away, and I think it's going to be in a positive outlook, a yep. understanding. So, thank you for that because you really explained and articulated it well. I'm here for it, man. Yeah. I'm here for it, you know? Let me know next time you guys need someone to come on and yeah. talk too much. No, I'm going to talk in, bro. Like I said, <laughs> like, hearing right. me. Like, because I'm always trying to figure out, like, how things are changing, technology, socially. So, like, dude, like, I'm going to start picking your brain about stuff and being like, Joe, what do you think about this? Hit me <laughs> up, bro. Hit me up. Yeah. I got you. All right, everyone. Thank you for rocking with us on this yeah. very special cast. This is your boy, Shiloh. Thank you. This is your boy, Matt. Boy, John. Peace out, everybody. All right. God bless.